for some reason, 538's odds, ridiculously low, saying Donald Trump's got 10% chance of winning. Yet the betting markets are very different. So you've got predict it giving Trump around a 40%. And interestingly, there was one I, I covered, I, I think it's DraftKings, where every person in every state except Colorado, or I should say the majority, bet that Trump will win tomorrow. There is 50 billion reasons why the media says he will lose. And there is like a couple billion reasons why people think he's going to win. And we don't know who's right or who's wrong. And just because the media has their consensus doesn't mean what they're saying is actually true. So as we are about to, uh, how, what is it? It's, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. We're four hours away from official election day. Oh, gosh. I am extremely honored and lucky to have Jack Posobiec in studio. Here we are. That's Jack. There's Jack. You're on camera. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Lauren Chen at the same time. Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, is. this is this is going to be fantastic. So we have a we have a lot to talk about, I suppose. And we are we are already just talking about so much pertaining to the election and and what's going to happen. And I guess my first question, just to start everything off, actually, I'm sorry. Before I do, smash the like button. Yes, please. Smash it for Lydia and subscribe. And uh, uh, we will we do the show Monday through Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Tomorrow we're doing a big party where we're just going to pull one of the cameras back, let it go, and we have a ton of people who are coming, and we're just going to let them come in and out and do whatever. It's going to be fun. So it's going to be really weird. You're going to be like, those two people in the same room together? What is this, Tim? What are you inviting? There's going to be like a plumber sitting with a farmer, cats and dogs at the same time. It'd be crazy. So anyway, tomorrow's going to be nuts. And there's a lot of really weird things going on. So I think we should just uh, jump right in. My question to you guys, whoever wants to go, is uh, who's going to win? Well, so here's here's how tomorrow's going to play out, right? Um, you're, the left has already kind of said this and the media is sort of massaging this talking point into their broadcasting where they're talking about this thing called a red mirage and a red mirage is what they claim. It means that Donald Trump is going to look like he has this massive electoral victory tomorrow. And Nate Silver even talked about this. Um, and yet then the mail-in ballots in some of these states will get counted later. And then so that is going to be cut into. Now, in some states, they do it differently. In some states, they'll begin counting immediately when the polls open. In other states, they're waiting until after they have uh, social distancing concerns or they're just literally don't have the personnel to be able to do this. And so my prediction is chaos, lots of chaos, uh, <laughs> because All right. you, yep. you might end up having a situation where it looks like Trump ran the table, um, wins all the swing states, and then some of those states that look red might start flipping blue. And no one's going to trust that. And no one where's... Where's the level of trust in our national institutions to show somebody something like that right now? Right. I mean, I am so hesitant usually to make predictions, especially when perhaps if I say so, they get 24 hours, we're all going to look so stupid. But my gut instincts, and it's kind of like uh, one of those examples of don't believe your lying eyes, right? When I see the huge, enormous rallies in places like Pennsylvania and, you know, even in places like Arizona, was it 96 miles, the little Trump caravan they had. Wow. I feel like Trump has a, le- a legitimate chance of winning. But the whole thing with the mail-in ballots, all of that happening, I'm not sure. I think you know what's probably going to happen is that in a lot of these swing states, it's going to 
lean toward Trump and then people are going to say, hang on, we can't yet call it because we have all these extra ballots to count. And I've seen some people say that might even take up two weeks. And I think, like you said, Tim, a lot of people aren't going to trust that. And I think there's not enough confidence that, you know, mail-in voting is secure, that people are going to accept that. And I, I don't, I'm nervous. I, I'm hoping that the re- election results either way are so strong where they, they can't really be contested. But I think I don't the, think that's going to be the case. The only way Trump wins tomorrow night and the left says, OK, OK, Trump won, is if he gets like, OK, so if there are 20 million people in Pennsylvania and we get 15 million votes, Trump with 8 million, Biden with seven, they're going to say there's 5 million more votes that could potentially come in the mail. Right. That's enough for Biden to win. So it would have to be Trump would have to have a lead above Biden more than the remaining population of people who are not counted as voting. Yeah, and it actually used to be in Pennsylvania is my home state. I worked a lot of elections there statewide, um, but it doesn't matter. The election law is the same regardless of size of the election. Uh, so it used to be that on election day, if you're and this probably won't be true for tomorrow, but it used to be this idea that. Because those are all unofficial, right? Those are always unofficial, and then the officials come in later. Right. But it used to be that in the unofficial tally, you wouldn't even dip into the absentee ballots if your delta was less than your margin of victory. So if the amount of absentee ballots you have come in that was less than, let's say that was you know five points, but you had a 10-point lead, well, then it wouldn't matter because right. you wouldn't be able to swing the election. Right. So you would get to them, of course. You'd make sure they're they're counted, but you wouldn't need to get to them on election night because it, it wouldn't make a difference. You can still call right. it either way. You can way, still call right. it. Right. This is the weird thing. I remember seeing in the midterms, there were some districts where it was like 30 percent reporting. But that's enough for us to say this Democrat had won because there's no way with the rest of the precincts reporting, it would be enough people to out- outweigh like the urban center. Mm-hmm. So that's not by population. It was by like the amount of precincts. But they're saying everything is opposite now. Nothing makes sense. We're just supposed to sit back and wait until all the ballots are counted. Uh, but we don't know what all the ballots means. The mayor of Philadelphia, Jim Kenney, said this came out and said this morning definitively that it will take us several days to count the ballots. And he said, we have we have 400,000 mail-in ballots and it will take us several days. Okay, well, as long as they know what the number is. But I guess the, the, the real issue is, I mean, we are going to see... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm totally getting banned from YouTube in the next <laughs> several days or something. Sure. Because you're not allowed to, to question this stuff. I'm not kidding. I did a video uh, on Project Veritas... I don't know if you guys saw that expose they did where they caught that lady bragging about, you know, give me money and I'll get you votes. Right, right, right. They demonetized it. I didn't get a strike or anything. And they demonetized it a few days later. And they told me that what I said could scare people into not voting. And I was like, I covered a news story about one lady who was caught engaging in fraud. And they're like, yeah, but just so you know, it's like, okay, okay. We know here's what's going to happen. First, they've already started banning tons of people. You know, uh, I don't don't know if you guys have seen these stories. Trump tweeted about it. Facebook groups. And yeah, people are just getting eliminated. I'm willing to bet tomorrow Trump's going to have a a, a very, very clear definitive majority. This is this is my this is my prediction, which I know in a day they're going to be like, you're so dumb, Tim. (laughs) Okay, so I think Trump's going to do really, really well in the key states he needs to win. It's going to look like historic voter turnout. It's going to be epic. And then they're going to say we refuse to call it. We're going to wait until all the votes come in, but they're not going to know if, even if they say like we sent out 400,000 ballots, is that, that was Philadelphia. That's what Kenny said. Yeah. Wait, they sent out or they received. I would have to double check, but I know the number he said was 400,000. Right. Cause that's a huge difference. And I think that's probably what you're getting. Right. At. If, if they, I if, think, I think it was received. Okay. If they send out 
Like, look at New Jersey. Let me how many how many mail-in ballots did Jersey send out? How many people live in Jersey? Eight million or something? Right. Everybody got a ballot. Plus, people don't live there. That's the craziest thing. Well, I, I'm co- college kids that aren't in school. What do you do with that? That are that are that are like not not from Jersey, but are that are not in, not from Jersey. But what have they registered at their dorm? Did they register at the apartment yeah, they rent? Yeah. Now Scott they're back Pressler with their parents. Mm-hmm. Then then what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet. You're gonna you're gonna see that New Jersey issued more mail in ballots than they have people in the state. Not surprising. Yeah. Well, because I can I can tell you because uh, in the primary I got a ballot to my house for someone who didn't live there and didn't request one. It was a primary ballot, and now a ballot got sent to my house with one name on the envelope and different a different name inside the envelope. And so it's not my business, not my ballot. So I'm gonna leave it to the people who got the ballot and they can they can deal with it. But. Uh, what, basically, what I'm saying is I've seen the failure, but you've also got all these uh, posts popping up of people saying, you know, I got ballots to my house, people from people who are dead. So that means if in, I saw this from a lot in California, that means more ballots than people are being sent out. Right. right. And so this is uh, this is where that sort of and the, the Democrats know this, right? They're very they're very well aware of this and they know they put all their chips in on mail in ballots, even though. In a lot of these swing states, Pennsylvania specifically, because I know that one very well, they're worried about this. And so why they're doing this is because they're they're putting out that phrase and you're hearing this phrase again and again. We need to count all the ballots, count all the ballots. But you notice they never add, we need to verify the ballots, we need to check the ballots, mm-hmm. the ballots need to have integrity. Well, what, in their minds, that's voter suppression. What does what all the ballots mean? Josh Shapiro, AG of Pennsylvania. What, what do you mean count oh, yeah. all the ballots? Yeah. When we, and he said, when we count all the ballots, Trump will, will have lost. When he, he said on October 31st on Halloween evening, he said, and this is a guy I've known 15 years back when he was state rep, Josh Shapiro, and he usually doesn't go full mask off like that. You always oh, have wow, to kind of like yeah. read between the lines on him. He said, when we count all the, ba- all the ballots, Trump will have lost. How can an election official say something like that in a state like Pennsylvania which is such a vital state. Probably it is the vital state. I've been saying right. again and again, Pennsylvania is the keystone. And yet you have an official saying that. And here's the thing. Democrats control pretty much everything in the state of Pennsylvania right now. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. They control the Supreme Court. They control gerrymandering and redistricting. They control the governor. They control the attorney general. They obviously control uh, the city of Philadelphia. Sometimes I think it's like Moscow on the Delaware <laughs> over there, um, which and, and believe me, I work in elections in Philadelphia a long time. Um, yeah, I, I was the Temple Republican, Temple University Republican chairman for, you know, I was there for four years, North Philly. So believe me, I've seen, I've seen, I was there when the, uh, the Black Panthers came out in oh, 2008 wow. in front of the polls. You know, that was back. We didn't have iPhones back then. That was all flip videos that we gave everybody to like, Hey, see something, film something. And that's where it started. And look at where that's going too. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in the city, but we're going to be on hand to find out. Right. But Tem- what's. Uh, Well, what's kind of concerning about it is that people like us who kind of question, hey, there's potential for fraud, right? This is not a secure system. Now the Democrats have kind of set this narrative up where if there's anything that's called into question after the fact, they're going to brand, you know, conspiracy theorists, uh, you're trying to subvert democracy and things like that. And I actually think and you guys can disagree, but I don't think you will that big tech, if anyone starts to say something like, I don't know if this is legit or valid, that's probably going to be banned, uh, grounds for being banned. Wrong. <gasps> Wrong. Oh, snap. Wrong. If Joe Biden says it, it'll oh, be okay. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But it, yeah, if the Democrats do it, they're going to be like, well, right. Joe Biden is allowed to declare victory. Trump is not. I'll never forget the words Mark Zuckerberg used in that 
you know, it's one of the, like one of those memes, like no one, absolutely no one. Mark Zuckerberg explaining how the elections will be verified. Like <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah. no, nobody Seriously. asked you about this, Mark Zuckerberg. Why are you, <laughs> yeah. why are you cutting a video on this? He said, he said, well, we're going to wait for there to be a consensus result before we allow someone to declare victory on our platform. No, you're not. No, it's, it's going to be consensus, Mark. Joe who, Biden's the, the constitution, the states who, who, what do you mean? You're a Silicon Valley billionaire. Yeah, and I think you have no role here. One of the biggest failures of the Republican administration over the past four years, in my opinion, has not been being harsh enough on big tech. And I, I know there's a lot of libertarians who think it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. And it's like all I want is for big tech to live up to the same standards of operations that so many in other industries have to live by. And, you know, obviously you've talked a lot about things like Section oh, yeah. 230. I'm not in favor of repealing Section 230 entirely. I just don't think that Facebook should be able to claim it, that they're just a platform when they're actually making these editorial decisions. Section, and they've, they've been more and more blatant. I mean, about Section it. 230 was written before these companies existed. Yeah. The, not, the, this world that we inhabit right now didn't exist when it was 1996. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? They, we, this we world need, didn't exist back then. We need to change it. I mean, it's obvious. And we definitely but talk I mean, about the, it a the lot. The executive order that Trump put out regarding Section 230, I think, was solid. And if you actually read it, based on what he put out, the outlines, there is no way that places like Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube can claim protection under Section 230. So, you know, uh, unlike what a lot of people think, I don't want the U.S. government to nationalize Facebook and Twitter. I would love to see, like, you know, the FCC or something actually come out and say, based on this, we, we are ruling that these protections no longer apply to Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. They're already banning people, and I can already see it. There, there's going to be a, some kind of blackout. I, look, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen because, you know, obviously we're going to be streaming. So we'll be talking about something here on this show. I mean, every, just imagine from bandwidth perspective of every user, every big user on these platforms is going to be live all at the same time. Right. That's probably the best safeguard we have for any kind of, you know, it's the um, only one scams or dirty games it's the only one but i mean you look at how they how they just you totally i don't even want to say erased but hunter biden doesn't exist as far as the media can is concerned right and most people know about it i'm not sure everyone cares i think conservatives and trump supporters are like look at this and the anti-trump people are like i literally don't care and i think i think that really does explain a lot of both sides either you like trump things doing a good job and the other side really, really hates him. And, you know, both sides. I do have think, their... I think the Hunter Biden stuff, and I say this as someone who's been, you know, all up in that hard drive. Hmm. Um, all up in it. I know, right? <laughs> that what it did was it changed the tenor of a of the race because it almost made Trump not the incumbent. Because prior to that, Trump had been running as the incumbent. I'm the president. Joe Biden's the challenger, right? But it changed the framing of the race that Trump is an outs is now the outsider again and Biden is the swamp. Yes. Right. It brought it it yep. aligned Biden with the swamp in a way that his strategy of sort of being quiet, laying low had really prevented any serious vigorous uh examination of his of his time and his family's time in business, which by the way, these were originally um examinations and observations and investigations that were done by the Bernie bros, right? This was, this was a thing of the left and you can yep. go back to all of those different uh, memes and, and videos that came out during the primaries. And this, this was not from the right at all. Like these were lefties talking I mean, about Joe Biden and his family. They, they were calling Joe Biden demented. 
mm-hmm. was the progressive saying Joe Biden was had dementia. And of course, conservatives have long been saying it, too. But now all of a sudden the tune is changing. Now Biden's, no, it's not. He's fine. It's like, bro, that was you on camera, what, like seven months ago saying the dude's out of his mind. Now, now it's like you forgot. Do you have, do you have amnesia? Do you have dementia? Yeah, yeah maybe they have, maybe, maybe they're all am, am, amnesiac or yes. whatever the word is. Oh, I think they're certainly amnesiac about uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's like <laughs> your, your party rejected her so yeah, forcefully. Her. Remember, she didn't even, uh, Tulsi Gabbard won more delegates than uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, she fact yeah, fact she check should. me on that. Yeah, fact check right. me on that. But it was like one did. delegate, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. But Kamala Harris won zero. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Out, <laughs> right. So, and it was definitely her family or excuse me, her party that, that rejected her. And now all of a sudden, we're, but you know, she's also being very quiet as well. She does like that one video every day walking off of a private jet with like a different pair of shoes on yeah, right. she's done yeah. and they and they, they yeah, yeah, yeah she does like boomerang she's keeping boomerang in business to make guys seem more likable and then she just disappears that's and that's right. it and she's gone i i think i just need to say it there is just one thing that joe biden is offering us that trump never could yes. actually there's two things there's two very important things let's go true and nana true and nana <laughs> shop of pressure and yes. better care yeah. now listen true and true and nana shop of pressure <laughs> true and nana shop of pressure Okay. I have mm-hmm. no idea what that gibberish was supposed to be. I have no idea what Badakath care is supposed to be either. And normally journalists in the, in the media, they, they do something, they, they translate for Joe Biden. I actually tried to do that with the first one. I, it, it, <laughs> it's it, true and international something pressure. I think he was true international cooperation under pressure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, Ooh, that's not bad. But, but, yeah, but that's listen, listen. So you speak fluent Biden. I <laughs> yes. try. It's but, like he but, makes speech typos. Yes, he does. <laughs> he really does. Literally, yeah. And we're banned. <laughs> yeah, <neither. Yeah. laughs> so, uh, but what's bad at care? I don't know. I think it's a, a mix of Biden. Healthcare, yes. Obamacare, and healthcare, and yeah. ba- and, like, and Bath and Body Works. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit of everything. But where does bad come from? Ba- Biden. Bar- There's no Biden, yeah. Yeah. Bath. Bad care? care. Like Bama Biden health care. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Basic body. I don't, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's, an, maybe it's an acronym plus anyway, care. <laughs> I bring that up just to say I can't believe we're actually in a timeline or whatever where you have. Did you see what happened today with Joe Biden at the Michigan rally? Mm. Oh, no. Obama had to no. call him out three times and he just like was. Was, just, was that real or was that edited? Because I, I saw that one. And now, like the one with this Tampa thing that came up, it's like I, I don't know about I, Tampa. No, well, no, it was that that one was edited. That was a deep fake. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That actually oh, was yeah. an so ant- cool. So yeah, this thing where it sounded like which was it? He's he's clearly not in Tampa, but he's saying that he's in Tampa, but he's in Minnesota, and somebody deep faked the like logo to say Minnesota or, or to say Tampa and then deep fake the one behind him to say Tampa. And it was really good. Wow. It was really, Ooh. really good. And it was, it was totally fake. It was absolutely fake. See, that's disappointing because you don't need to do that with Biden, right? You really don't. plenty of just yeah. organic Right, which is gas. why a lot of people shared it. Right. And it just went off. I didn't share it myself, but now I'm like questioning every, even a little thing like that. Like I want to, I don't know. I just I want to see like a you, full clip. You know yeah. that you know that viral video of the leftists calling for a coup. Have you seen that one? The one with like they're all like federal workers in in a Zoom call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so, actually I was actually on their Zoom call yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. But are, are they really calling it a coup? Um, in in that video they were. The one I was in they well, didn't. They were just talking about direct action. Did you see the full video though? Because I don't think they were calling what they were doing a coup. 
I think what she was saying was Trump is staging a coup. Uh, don't let anyone okay, tell you okay. otherwise because it makes no sense for someone to be like we're going to stage a coup and don't let anyone tell you otherwise right what? right right why would they you yeah. told them you were doing it yeah that's like that's actually like when people are saying well jack just go into the hard drive and find the contract where joe biden has his name on it yeah with hunter biden and jim biden we're just just find the one where they lay it all out man just find it i'm like, <laughs> like exists, why would dude? you why would Who that would exist? do that? Like, Unless you, you, you're like a Ju- Jesse Smollett level criminal. Right, right. Oh, this is not something Just, you want to Yeah, this, it's yeah. like that scene in The Wire and, and, and Stringer Bell is like, are, are you seriously taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and like, he just takes it from his hand. Well, it's, it's, but but that's, that's, what, that's what the New, the New York Times wants. Yeah. Unless they get a letter where it's like, hi, my name is Joe Biden. My brother Jim is going to be taking money illegally for me, but my name won't be on it. Sign this, Jim, and that like you're not going <laughs> right. to get a letter that, that spells it all out. That was actually the Biden administration's official response to when the Hunter Biden That's stuff right. came out. Is like there is no official meeting on his calendar. Like, well, that makes sense, right? It, it wouldn't be. I would hope you guys are at least competent enough to try to hide your corruption. <laughs> right? Se- exactly. Secret meeting <laughs> yes. with Ukrainian yes. gas executives. <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, then, the, then Girl three. Scout award. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> at 515. I mean, it's they still kind of did with like, thanks Basically. for introducing me to your father Seriously. and spending, you know, how, letting us spend time together or whatever, or I spending mean, time together. Yeah. Well, it, the one actually that I, I try to get back is, so why was it that all of Hunter Biden's biggest deals were in the countries where his father was like the top diplomat for Obama, right? Why, why is it that Jim Biden got contracts for Iraq when 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 Biden when when Joe was the one overseeing American operations in Iraq? So then his brother gets a contract to build houses and makes millions of dollars. So weird. I wonder what that's all about. Just 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 yeah. uh. And I, I it's I cartoonishly like the, obvious. The New York Times had this story once. And I'll never I'll never forget the wording. Um, and it was about Harry Reid and about how Harry Reid had made all of this money in the stock market while he was a, a senator. And <laughs> they went through this whole uh, investigation. And it, the, the phrase they used was, he just had a knack. Yeah. Yeah. He, had just, a knack. he just had uh-huh. a knack. He had, wow. a, he had a knack for buying stock in the, in the companies he's about to deregulate. He uh-huh. just had a knack. Yeah, he just, he sure just had a knack for knowing right when to invest. You know, so so but I mean, I, I've read so many like articles and things by leftists who support like Joe Biden, even when they do kind of acknowledge the whole Hunter Biden thing, they try to distance it from Biden himself, right? This is just, you know, yeah, this might be bad, but this is all just Hunter. It doesn't really reflect on Biden himself. I don't think what they're understanding or what they're trying to downplay is the fact that no, it speaks to Biden's corruption, right? He himself, like, even if you say that, all right, the the cash payment, the 10% or whatever, that wasn't actually going to him. The fact that Hunter Biden was able to get all of these jobs, obviously, there must right. have been some sort of quid pro quo, right? Why? What use is the Biden name for if not to get something from I mean, his father? At the very least, we know for a fact that Hunter Biden flew on Air Force Two with Joe to China right. to negotiate private equity deals. Okay, Joe's corrupt. End of story. You can throw everything else out. The laptop can go in the trash. I don't care. How did it, how did it happen where it's like the U.S. government, the vice president is paying to bring his son to China for private equity deals? That is enough for me. Look, I, I, I complain when Trump was having military state as golf courts and everything, mm-hmm. uh, golf courses, his resorts. And he says, I'm saving them money. And I'm like, yeah, that may be true, but still a conflict of interest. You shouldn't do it. Trump actually backed away from the Doral thing when mm-hmm. he wanted to do the G7. And G7, everyone, yeah. Even conservatives are complaining. He's like, okay, fine, we won't do it. I think it's dumb, but whatever. Joe Biden just kept doing it over and over again. 
Even if you even if you say, well, Joe himself wasn't involved officially, I don't care. He was using government resources to send his kid to China for equity deals. His kid was getting uh, getting jobs. Hunter Biden admitted to I think it was ABC when when he was asked, would you have gotten that job were it not for your name? And he goes, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> so he even he's like, it. I know I'm only doing this because yeah. we're peddling influence. Yeah. Well, and the 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 one that got them all in trouble, the even more so was this tribal bonds thing that blew up after Joe left office. And so that's why guys like Bevan Cooney are now behind bars. That's why Devin yeah. Archer is looking at time. It's, it's because they, when Joe wasn't in office anymore, they started getting the riskier ventures. And so the tribe even came out and said, look, the only reason that we signed this thing was because there was a Biden name on it. And we thought that was something that we could trust, wow. which. I mean, if you want to get into the whole history of like Native Americans, tribes and trusting, you know, like, I mean, there's a, obviously, you know, you can, you can play that thread out. Um, I mean, it's horrible. Like, you know, people that's been, you know, treated the way they have. And that's why this guy, Bevan Cooney, who's now behind bars, did come forward to Matt Tierman and Seamus Bruner and Peter Schweitzer and said, look, I kind of feel like the fall guy. Here's access to my Gmail account. I'm not using it. Have at it. Go for it. Wow. And, and that's, I've literally sat there just, you know, I'm at, we typed it in. We're in, we're in a hotel room in Chicago and we type it in. And there's, this is not the laptop or the hard drive or any of that stuff. Rudy is not involved. It's just this guy's Gmail account. And they said, well, why don't you leak it all? I mean, there's like emails with his wife in there and oh, like, yeah. like yeah. family stuff. Like you can't just like drop all that. Like I'm, yeah. I, I would be irresponsible to do that. I think. That's 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 the challenge because then no matter what you do, people are going to say, "What are you leaving out?" Right. You know? And so, I mean, what do you leave in? It's like if a guy's talking to his wife about some, you know, bed stuff. Personal it's not necessarily stuff. relevant. But, yeah. So then journalists have to go through it. The only problem, I guess, is uh, how many journalists do we have left in like in the in in North America? I I, can, I actually can confirm that uh, copies of the hard drive were distributed to some some mainstream media journalists last week. And are they going to do anything with it? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They, they know who they are, I and I'm not, I'm not going to call them out. Um, I don't think I know at least one of them hasn't said anything publicly yet. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to call people out like that, and I'm not going to spill that tea. But do the right thing, man. Just so do the right thing. You guys see the, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald resigned from the Intercept. Right. right. You guys saw this. Yeah. Is, yeah. This is crazy. But he he put out this tweet that made me laugh. Um, I'm not going to name the guys, but he was like. Something like how long until there's a, a group of like how long until we have journalists trying to get Substack, Substack yeah, the, to yeah, ban people. That. And then he named two journalists who literally just is like NBC Those aren't News. Journalists. Right. They're mm -hmm. not. They're activists. <laughs> True. And one of these guys, I bring him up because he tweeted, you don't understand. We can't get the laptop to even report it if we wanted to. And then you tweeted at him like, I think you tweeted at him. I did. Yeah. I've, <laughs> Here's I, the laptop. I, I've been offering this to Jake Tapper to... Oh. Anyone who would want to come in, uh, Mark Cuban uh, kind of responded, but then he said, well, no, I don't want a copy of the laptop. I want the actual oh. one that was given oh. to the FBI. The, the double standard uh, is so like, well, blatant. How am I supposed to, Do you, you folks know. remember when there was this, uh, this tweet slash that lent, lent to an article? I don't remember which news station exactly was, but it was, there was rumors that a tape exists of Trump. Yes. Yeah. It's like, are you the elevator you one? Absolutely yeah. insane. There no. may there may be a tweet. People are t or maybe a tape. <laughs> yes. People are talking about the tape. Yes. No one has seen. No one is. 
nobody has seen the tape. I'm not sure if there's actually a tape. Or what it may or may not be. Look at the tape. I don't know. Like maybe Trump. Maybe he's another thing. Maybe he's doing some stuff. You know, kind of just doing his thing. Stewie, Stewie I love it. He's <laughs> just uh, doing his thing there in just the elevator. Doing his thing. Let me see right? if I can find it because I tweeted it recently. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not all about the elevator, but you know, it's important. You know, it's, it's important. Support. It's important yeah. context <laughs> to know. But Jack. the standard for which journalists are willing to, I don't know, fact check when it comes to a Trump story versus a Biden story are completely different. I know. This is what Tim just said wait, wait, about wait, wait. about Biden. I, I got it. Okay, he pull it, it up. All right, you here we tape. go. A tape might exist of Trump doing something in an elevator. <laughs> Though exactly where that somewhere is and what that something might be, no one in media can say. That's because no one in media seems to have seen the tape or is even confident it exists. Oh, my God. What? My brain. <laughs> what? And what, what, have, what have, outlet was it? Huffington Post. It's oh very, very serious journalism going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's journalism. so serious. You know, we have parties sometimes. <laughs> I have breaking news, guys. Yes. There may be a photograph of Jack somewhere. At some time, doing something. Oh snap! And it's really bad, but I can't say that definitively because I don't we know if it exists. We can't even say it's bad. Yeah, they don't even <laughs> say that it's, it's possibly bad. It might might just be like kind of off color, but you know, yeah. like, <laughs> but it's potentially devastating. How did they write this? I don't know, dude. You can say whatever you want about Donald Trump on social media. You can yeah. literally come up with. The Say most outlandish, and she did. She, yeah, she that totally just did. happened yeah, today. Right. That, that you, that you said, saw, it was like the um, Yale professor. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's right. She's on yes. CNN, and she said, "Well, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to say it because they're going to, you know, media well, matters will yeah. clip that part." Have you guys seen what Sam Harris was? And yeah, Sam I know. Yeah, the Sam Harris and now he's, he's he's like it's out of context. I, okay, I got I got wait wait just for people who don't understand okay. the context of what we're saying. Yes, there have been a couple of people. Sam Harris basically said that he thought Osama bin Laden. And this is his opinion. I got to be very careful about this is Sam's opinion. Sam's uh-huh. opinion. Sam Harris's opinion is that uh, that man was better than Trump in a lot of ways. Oh, and there was also this professor who said the same thing about Hitler. Yes. And it's like you people have gone insane. No, yep. Sam Harris also said that about Hitler and Trump. He was saying that what makes Trump worse than Hitler are ac- is actually things like courage and standing <laughs> for something well, greater amazing. than yourself. Well, but that was that was the best part because. It was- it was the it was the first clip of that that came out was just the Osama bin Laden comment, oh. and then and then Sam said, <laughs> yes, and then Sam goes, "Well, you're taking it out of context." And he said, "What did he say afterwards?" Like, well, now you're saying Hitler. The context makes it worse, it's Sam. Yeah. The context makes it a far, far and he, worse. And then he tweeted, "I think social media is designed to you uh-huh. know make things out of context or whatever." And, yep. and everyone's just like, "Come on, dude. Yeah, you've got Trump deranged." Like, if you yeah. if you get to that point where you're and can we stop comparing things to Hitler? Like there was a Hitler, Seriously. and he did terrible things. Yeah, he, what about Stalin? Did, like yeah. Stalin, he did terrible things, right? Mao. And mm-hmm. Mao, ter- Pol Pot. terrible things. Mm-hmm. Pol Pot, terrible things. Khmer Trump Rouge, is worse than Mao. Right? And so, like, why are we comparing any contemporary? You can't compare. They're all separate. Yeah. They all have their own. You know, they're they're different levels of of moral. Uh, a, a decay and and horribleness yes. that have, that have gone on, and you know you can't. Comp- I, I said this yesterday. If Trump really was a fascist, you wouldn't be able to vote him out. You exactly. wouldn't be allowed right. to. 
People don't understand. Right. But turptitude. I, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Turptitude. turptitude. Moral turptitude. Moral turptitude. That's a great what word. I used to think, and even it's it's kind of similar to there was this person, uh, gosh, I think she was a writer or is a writer for the Boston Globe who compared the Trump uh, trucks to ISIS. Yeah, right? I saw that one too. I don't I don't see a difference. Turpitude, I used sorry. to think that it was because they thought Trump was that bad. Maybe it's just that they don't actually realize how awful ISIS is. Possibly. Right? Maybe yeah. it's just like it's not that they think Trump is genocidal or an actual fascist. Maybe it's that they think ISIS is bad because they also implemented tax cuts and wanted the <laughs> Islamic Caliphate out of the Paris Accord. You might like be maybe right. they yeah. just don't understand how bad those other people are. It, that, but but you know it's it's kind of funny. But I think you're right when you see how they do like the um, Islam LGBT stuff. Like yeah. I, I had a friend who had a flyer for it was like a woman wearing a hijab. And it said, like, you know, activisty stuff, and it was like rainbow flag. And I was just like, I think the amount of people, and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but I think the amount of people who are uh, adherents to this religion who would agree with that sign is probably very, very small. Right. Very, 100%. very, very 100%. small, especially considering the planet. And uh, I think we have like 1.2 billion um, Muslim practitioners on the planet. Right. right. I would say the overwhelming majority are going to look at that and say, how dare you? I mean, because we, we saw this in the UK when they had... Um, they would call it Islamophobic, actually. Well, th- and this was really interesting in... Uh, I, forgot, I forgot what the uh, uh, town was. It was in uh, the UK. They were doing LGBT curriculum for kids, and it was Muslims who showed up protesting yeah, they did. it. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and that was like yeah. a really confusing thing where like the LGBT people were like, I defend you. And it's like, I don't think you realize like these religions are very, care. very different from what you're proposing. And so I think you're right. I think these people don't really know what ISIS wants or mm-hmm. does or what their what their you know faith tells them to do or or their perversion of it. And so they see a row of trucks with Trump flags, they see a row of trucks with ISIS flags and they're like it's the same picture. Yeah, I mean you you you've gotten a uh, this set of people who have such a blind spot when it comes to Trump and Trump supporters that they've reduced themselves to word thinking, picture thinking, um there's no there's no depth anymore right there's no critical thought there's no understanding of you know a line of trucks in when it comes to isis and you know like when i was in the intel community when isis was growing and i i saw things that they were doing over there and it's like you really don't want to compare anything well, to what a- ISIS. maybe like the only thing i could think of possibly to compare isis to would be like the zetas cartel in in northern Mexico, right. which yeah. is like one, known as one of the absolute most brutal cartels that's on the face of the planet. But it is a purely emotional response for so many of these people. And with the whole Sam Harris thing, I remember asking in that thread, what exactly is the context then? Because I, I'm sure you've all been taken out of context more times than you mm. can oh, count. Yeah. And obviously, like a single sentence in maybe an hour conversation isn't necessarily representative of what you mean. And I had so many Sam Harris supporters who had listened to the podcast saying, well, you know, at least those guys had a, a sense of good or duty to something, whereas Trump only cares for himself. Therefore, yeah. he's worth it's like you're all you're doing is projecting intention onto him, right. which you don't know. Right. You can't you, read his mind. You can't read it's, his mind. But it's there's there's two other things. It's not just out of context. Right. So. A lot of people are familiar with that. If I say something like, can you believe Jack told me he prefers, you know, jelly donuts? What a crazy guy. <gasps> wow. or, or Jack said to me, I like jelly donuts. Then they take the I like part and attribute it to me, even though I was quoting you. Right. That's right. the out of context. There's also, uh, there's also relevant like news cycle context. They did this to me where I said, I was asked specifically about, I can't remember which, which, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a news story and I think it was about Kim.com or something. I can't remember. And someone asked me on a stream, who do you trust more, referring to the story, the New York Times or, you know, 
like Dave Rubin or something. And I said something about trusting Dave Rubin more than I would the New York Times, but I was referring to one specific story. Mm-hmm. So if it's like you asked me, you know, does Dave Rubin enjoy, you know, eating out for dinner? I would say, well, I would trust Dave over the New York Times. Then they took the cut, the clip where they ignore the context around right, what was going right. on. So that's, you know, general context. The other thing they do is, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought on this one because I started talking about other things. Context? Well, I, well funny yeah. enough is I've actually been talking to people about, um, about who they're going to vote for in the election. And I've been having, and I don't even know how it started, but people have just been sending me these anonymous conversion stories huh. and a good 90% of them are, and I'll just, I'll just tell you one because it's the one that really kicked it off. They said, Look, I've, I've been home a lot, um, during COVID, during the lockdowns. I'm, I'm considered non-essential. So I've been watching TV a lot more. I saw this thing where the media was saying, CNN was saying that Trump said that people should drink bleach. Huh. Right. And, you know, it's a recent one. I think it was June, July mm-hmm. timeframe. And, and she said, well, I saw, I thought, wow, that's crazy. I want to watch that. I want to watch that clip so I can laugh at it or something. Right. right. So she pulls up the clip. And then goes to the actual press conference where he's talking about that and said, well, wait a minute. No, that's not what he said at all. Mm-hmm. That he was clearly talking about the specific treatment. And then this is the amazing part. Then the light bulb went off for her and she said, maybe it's for all of Yeah. Have they been lying to me about other things as well? And yeah. now she's like a full bore walk away wow. Trump supporter in so four months. I, I remember what I was going to say. And now I'm losing it again. Oh, oh no. no. The, 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 there's a lot of instances where you'll say something the left doesn't know about. And then they'll take a clip of you saying it, post it all over, and all these leftists will be like, I can't believe that something is so crazy because they didn't know that thing they was true. I, right. I can give you an example of that. Yeah. Um, this guy, Miles Taylor, who's like this, this new, like never Trumper, who just, he was anonymous. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and he was like this junior guy. He, he said, he said, Donald Trump, actually suggested that we put illegal migrants in Guantanamo Bay. How crazy is it that he said that? Well, if you actually understood anything about the context of why Guantanamo Bay was built and the actual like tent city that was there, the original tent city at Guantanamo Bay was built during uh, the, the Clinton administration because there was an influx of migrants from Haiti and Cuba that were coming to the United States. And we had wet foot, dry foot, which, which was the U.S. policy at the time under Clinton. Eli Gonzalez, of course, was a huge, uh, a huge oh, factor yeah. at that time. And they said, we need a place to process them in the region. Hey, why don't we use this, this Navy base that we have at Guantanamo? And then one, and then because some of the migrants that came in, it was later discovered they had criminal backgrounds or they had problems with them. So they had to build a, a more secure facility because they didn't want these guys just going around the rest of the tent city. And that's where Camp X-ray comes from. Mm-hmm. And so Trump saying, Oh, I want to put migrants at, you know, Guantanamo. Oh, it sounds terrible. It sounds horrible. If you don't know the actual historical context of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. 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 I've had people say, uh, cause I, cause I got really angry and I said, Something like if Joe Biden wins, they're going to be coming to your house. They're going to change definitions, all of these things. And then all these people, start, all, these, all these leftists start sharing it, not realizing I was specifically referring to things that had already happened. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I wasn't predicting the future. I was saying this is what is happening. Yeah. They're going to people's homes. Yeah. What, the point I was making was that Trump is stopping these or at least trying to. So it, it happens all the time. Like the uh, the coyote thing. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. 
I love that. That was one of the best moments on Twitter ever. Indeed, These people deserve yeah. awards. But Amazing. And what was so frustrating about that is all of the people who are saying, coyotes, what's he talking about? Animals bring over. You can just bet your bottom dollar that these are also people who consider themselves hardcore immigration activists, yep. which mm-hmm. is so maddening because it clearly demonstrates that they've done absolutely zero research into this actual topic. I'm so care. well read. I, I read the New York Times cover to cover every day. <gasps> this, is what's, this is what's scary about... Um, it's interesting. For uh, I, I believe everybody should have the right to vote. Everybody, if they decide to vote, should vote. But I think it was Mike Rowe who said this, that just because you have the right to do it doesn't mean you should. You right. have a right to own guns mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should. Not everyone. Not should. everybody should. Um, so the left strategy is get as many people as possible to vote. And what they end up doing is they end up getting low information voters who vote for things against their own interests while accusing the right of voting against their own interests. When at least for now, it seems the right has more high information voters or higher information voters. So the challenge would be the Democrat or I should say the worrying thing is, you know, how do you how do you how do you solve for an issue like that? I saw a a video from a friend where they were like, look, I'm going to go mail in my ballot because Donald Trump is colluding with Bill Barr to, you know, like to to, to disrupt democracy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what 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 Bill Barr are you talking about? I can talk about all the Obamagate stuff. I can tell you everything that Bill Barr won't do for Trump and Trump's complaining about it. But you saw something on CNN. So you went out and voted and now you're voting against your own interests. Because if you if you're worried about democracy being destroyed, it's the Democrats doing it. The Republicans are playing by the rules. They might be cutthroat. But packing the courts, changing the election rules, that's that, that's that, that's cheating. It's all cheating. So if we're going to lose democracy, it's coming from them. But I guess I guess the point I'm making is how do you like what do you do in a society where you have the manipulation of low information people to vote? Service guarantees citizenship. I know. Yes, Starship exactly. Last time. Yeah, man. No, but it, it, it is <laughs> concerning. And I I have so many libertarian friends who are very i guess like laissez-faire and this actually also applies to to people on the left as well when it comes to things like voting and democracy just like yeah we'll do whatever and i I don't think people understand that you know what the will of the majority is is not necessarily something that's good and what really boggles my mind is that so many leftists now talk about how the electoral college is undemocratic as if it's like this flaw that the founding fathers didn't know about it's like no this is explicitly by design. They did not want mob rule. Um, and I find it very strange in the past four years. And I think this is because Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, how there's this, this focus in the left with talking specifically about democracy. They're not talking about liberty. They're talking very explicitly, specifically about democracy. And I think it is because they're trying to change the paradigm and the purpose of government to not just be to protect and safeguard rights and individual liberties, but to, you know, carte blanche, whatever it may be, represent the will of the people for better or worse. I'll go one further uh, in a sense, but not so much on voting rights, but actually something that like nobody talks about it in these terms. I don't know why. And it's we mentioned it earlier, um, but the idea that so going back to the founding fathers of the United States, um, they gave us an election day. It was a day. Yes. You hold the election. There's a certain period of hours. The election ends. It is one day. It is not this. And, you know, coming from the state of Pennsylvania, we've never had early voting the way we have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they're adding in all these new rules and all these changes. And look, I get that we're in a pandemic, everything else, but they gave us an election day for a reason because they, and you can go in and find the debates about this where they were saying that, you know, the more you open the aperture, 
the more problems you run into, the more issues you run into, the more questions about, you know, who like, like we've had elections during pandemics before in this country. We had a revolution during a pandemic, actually. Um, we've, we've gone through, you know, the Spanish flu. We still had an election, um, during those timeframes. And so it's, it's this idea that you can keep widening the aperture for, you know, as they said before, all, all ballots have to be counted, all ballots, but then you're changing the definition of what that means. You're changing the value of what that means because you're, you're sending them to all people rather than people who have decided on their own, as you just said, that, um, maybe some people don't, or don't intend to vote, right? Are they still getting a ballot? Why are they getting a ballot? What are they doing with that ballot? Mm -hmm. Right. And you can, you can go through the permutations. Like to, I know to people infinity. who don't want to vote who have said, I'm not voting. Did they get I a ballot? Know. Yes, of course. And they, see, yeah. so what, so what is that? What happens to that ballot? And then what if X amount of, pe of those people and you know, you can go, you can, you can play that out in any in a number of ways. We are, we already saw that story. I can't remember which date it was where uh, I think maybe in New Jersey where someone stole mail in ballots from someone's mailbox. Yep. So if you're, if you didn't request it and you're not looking for it, what happens when someone steals it? Now, right. now this and, guy was just so, stealing mail, right? Let's say, and total scenario, blah, 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 hypothetical, all the disclaimers, you know, but. Let's say you see a house. Let's do it this way. Let's say you're, you know, which one the Biden house is, you know, which one the Trump house is, and you know that a bunch of mail-in ballots are going there. Mm -hmm. And then you see the flag up on that mailbox. You take them from the Trump house. And, and I mean, like, how, how do we know that's not going on? But see, the thing, and to play devil's advocate for a little bit, the people on the left will say there's no evidence of this happening. You know, there's maybe only been a handful of times, but I think the fact that this is even a possibility is in and of itself a flaw in the system, right? Yeah. Because a flaw in the system isn't just if it's actively being exploited, it's just the fact that it could be so easily exploited. And maybe this will be the first time. Yeah. Do, yeah. Why, why would we open Shouldn't the door? Shouldn't you at least guard against that? Yeah. Exactly. Unlock yeah. your door and keep it open. There's no evidence of widespread crime in our neighborhood. There's no evidence the sun or the earth revolves around the sun. There's no, no exactly. evidence of yeah. that. Of Shut this. up, Copernicus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> burn you at the stake. No, burn, burn Copernicus before you get the telescope out of here. Throw it in the river. <laughs> before he tells everyone what's really happening. So, uh, riots. Oh, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? So, uh, <laughs> like, Liam, who's also my fiance and produces our show, we are kind of at odds right now because I want to I want to go and I want to get some juicy footage. No, 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 <laughs> that, no, no. See, that's exactly what yeah. you said, at least from a distance. See, what I'm, mm -hmm. I, there's definitely going to be protests. And I, I think I'm okay to go and film protests. I think there absolutely will be riots, though. And it's funny because I've seen so many people on social media saying that oh you trump supporters aren't going to take the loss well as if any of these store owners are boarding up their their stores or you know their homes or against anything like that trump against trump supporters. but not, not only that yeah. are they going to vote for the democrats could you imagine being like well this guy raised money to bail out the rioters and now i'm boarding up my store better go vote for him i think I there are people who are doing that that's though. insane there are there absolutely are people. i just i just went out and bought a bunch of guns now uh, I'm going to vote for the guy who's going to take him away. Yeah. That makes sense. No, but have you guys seen the piece uh, from The Atlantic uh, kind of arguing that the best way to stick it to Antifa is by voting for yes. Biden? Yes, it was, uh, it, was it Yasha yes. Monk? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, that's kind of essentially what people like Sam Harris. And I, I love her, but Helen Pluckrose yeah, are all... No, the they're wrong. Thing. They're wrong. Yeah. The, the people in New 100%. York, the people in New York who are attacking vehicles on the highway young children and who pepper sprayed children were yeah. not antifa and far leftists they were regular progressives who are just violent lunatics who pepper sprayed children yep that's why i was gonna say it was jewish children you, too yeah, it was yeah. minority you, children you shouldn't go out and cover any i would say no. I'll, I'll, look 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 send liam the reason why i stopped going out 
Mm-hmm. And this is years ago is because they track who these journalists are. So you even that's ha- what I was thinking, because now people are wearing masks outside. Yes. I know. And it's crazy that I even need to think about it. But la- the last time I was like on the ground was in Hamilton, Canada, where there was that Antifa thing yelling at the elderly couple. Uh, you know, I saw people getting tackled and stuff that day. Before that, Tommy Robinson, Liam almost had to fight someone who didn't want him filming. And it's just. I don't know. I'm kind of jaded against it. I know that sounds really bad, but it's like if you want they, to be even if you go event, masked at this point, they're they'll come they'll come after you for filming, regardless yes. of who you are. Even and, if you're masked, and it's going to be I think the worst we've seen. In they a did long it to time. Ford Fisher the other day, and he had to like uh, my camera's at your feet, my camera's oh, at your feet, Lord. you know, and they they surrounded him. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't him. matter. Yeah, Elijah got punched in the face. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Elijah Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't care anymore. Um, I think, but don't you think there are going to be regular, do you think there are going to be regular people who are also just kind of protesting a la woman's march or do you think it's just going to be full on rioting? Well, do you know, do you know, wait, wait, do you know, do you know what happened to, do you know, Luke Krakowski? No. We are changed. Do you know what happened? Uh, so you, you didn't hear the story about what happened to him at the G20. He was, so in, in Hamburg, I was in Hamburg. Uh, Luke was there. Luke was walking down the street with a German journalist. There was a photograph of Luke walking with this guy, Mark and Lauren Southern was in the background. From that photo, they started tracking down anybody who was seen in it. Someone saw Luke and started yelling. I think I think it's Nazi Schweinhund. I think that's what they were yelling. And random people who are sitting down got up and ran up and started punching him in the face and, and punching him all over. Wow. They weren't Antifa. They were just regular people sitting there. And they heard someone yell Nazi. So they got up and went, ooh, and they started punching, just beating him, knocking him down. They got bloodied up. And then the EMTs came in. And then, you know. Crazy. So, yeah, it's going to be regular people. But if one person walks up and screams, it's a Nazi, it's a Nazi, regular people are going to go full mob mentality. I mean, see, I, I've never even, like, I don't have that in me, right? If someone runs up and screams Nazi, screams communist, you know, and I'm just sitting eating a meal, right? Like, you're not going to drop everything. To I'm not, yeah, I'm going to say, oh, that's no? interesting, I guess. And that's then I'm weird, just going to go yeah. back to my meal because it, it you know, what, what is yeah, that? That's cause, that's cause you're a normal person. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, Especially, yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm with my people. wife or my kid or something like, yeah. like, can you go do that over there? Maybe. Well, if, but, if, but these, like, so if people go to a protest and like, let's say there's some regular person and they're a barista for a living and they have the day off and their friends like, Oh, there's gonna be a big protest. And they go, Oh, I'll come. Then someone yells, it's a Nazi. And then that person goes and just runs up and starts swinging and screaming. Like these people totally lose their minds. A mob I mean, this, and this is a question about mob mentality, but a, a mob is only as smart as the stupidest person yep. in it. Yeah, and which is not. and the minute that <laughs> the minute that person starts screaming something, and this is something, it's it's biological. We're wired this way, right? We, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Like it's 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 real, right? It's all it goes. It's very developmental, yeah. and that you know we are social creatures. We we and when you get into one of those situations, it's it's very hard to fight that internal programming. Um, and it's very easy to just go along with it. This is what my people are doing. This is what my tribe is doing. This is, this is an outsider. This is a, this is a parasite. Threat. This is a virus. This is a threat. We need to stop the threat. We need to get away. And and that's, that's where you, you know, see some of those impulses come from. Well, I guess the, the question for both of you would be then, how do you stop this? Because I think 
I think there is a certain kind of primal biological instinct within us when someone says, uh, you know, fire or attack or whatever, we, we want to participate. But I think it's also true that 20 years ago, this kind of thing wasn't happening. So clearly, there's been some kind of escalation. So, you know, even if Trump does win, how do we how do we make it not acceptable to punch people in the face because we disagree with them? Like, is it more accountability? Someone should is write a song more... about this. Yeah, well, they sure yeah. should. Yeah. Uh, well, the issue is that you've got I don't know what the factions are in the culture war or whatever, but I'll tell you this. There's a bunch of different dividing lines. It's not just one side versus the other side. There's like overlaps and it's probably more like some kind of circle. But as long as, for the most part, the left has the media saying, it's good to punch people you don't like. Right. They're going to keep doing it. There's no comeuppance. There's no penalty. There's no punishment. So they'll do it. What do they got to worry about? Jack, if you defended yourself, they'd make you the bad guy. Yeah. So when people talk about that, uh, you know, and I had some people at the right. So I got, I got a, you know, sort of similar situation happened to me. I, I go to cover an event. They said they're going to tear it's down a, a good statue. photo, though. They said they're going to tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln like down the street from our studio in DC. So I said, well, I, you know, I, I wanted to go see that and just film it. Right. And just film it. And it was a really interesting situation because, and I've, I've told this story a million times, but there, you know, there ended up actually being people who were descendants of some of the freedmen, the freed slaves who had donated to erect that statue of Abraham Lincoln, which actually predates oh. the Lincoln Memorial. So this actually was the original Lincoln Monument in Washington, D.C. Frederick Douglass dedicated, like literally Fred, Frederick Douglass dedicated this statue, wow. right? And so you could tell that even the, the protesters were like an SJW lefty kind of crowd that they were, they were kind of not really on board with taking it down. They were yeah. like, there's like, like the, like it just didn't work. Something, you know, that's cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. They, they yep. could tell that, wait, why are we taking down a statue of Abraham Lincoln? Mm -hmm. free, like this doesn't seem right. And, and you could see that, that cognitive dissonance. And so I get identified by uh, a certain member of Antifa who I'm not going to name, um, due to litigation, but, um, we know who he is. And then, uh, same situation goes out and I just stood my ground. I literally just stood my ground and people on the right have said, well, well, Jack, why didn't you defend yourself? Cause they, they tried to push me down these stairs, um, which are concrete. And there's like a concrete floor at the bottom where they're trying to kind of like knock me down onto them. And they said, why don't you swing? Why don't you take a fight back? Why don't you defend yourself? I said, well, like, number one, I've got a kid, you know, he's going to watch that video someday and I don't want him to see his father using violence to solve something that doesn't require violence. I mean, I just didn't think it was, it warranted it at that point. Nothing they did really, really warranted it, even though they did, they were pushing and shoving and punching me. Um, but, but also that I knew that media takes it out of context yep. that, mm -hmm. that Jake Absolutely. Tapper and Oliver Darcy and media matters and all those guys are going to clip it just like somebody did in, uh, Los Angeles. I think it was Beverly Hills recently, um, where they, they clip this thing where a, a guy gets swarm attacked by these black clad an anarchists. And then after, and then they, they take away, he's carrying an American flag and Armenian flag and they take it from him. And then he, he gets it back. They pummel him on the ground. Then finally they pull themselves off. And then he goes and like runs after and hits one guy. Hmm. So Antifa clips the video yep. where he just runs up and hits That's the one guy. Perfect. And then they accuse me because I shared the full video. And then they accused me of sharing a, a they called it a strategical edited video. <sighs> um, because, and I said, wait a minute. No, no, no. My video includes 
that part where he does run up and strike one of the other ones. I didn't cut that out. That's why my video is longer than your video. That's how that works. <laughs> right. You strategically edited it, but you're missing the context of they were beating this guy within an inch of his yep. life. Well, I mean, it's That's similar to the video. whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Yeah. Um, $2 million bail. They just said it. $2 million. Wow. $2 million. Wow. Bucker, buckerinos. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was reading an article. And from- he, he was extradited, uh, I think, yeah. today, yeah. actually. It's really interesting. Uh, Vice wrote an article asking if we are in a civil war, a s- sort of concluding we are, saying experts have said that we are in a civil war. And they say things like their justification for why it is, is that killers like Kyle Rittenhouse are lauded by their political allies. And it's really funny when I read that because I was like, um, Kyle Rittenhouse is lauded because he fled first. He tried fleeing, which he was supposed to do. And then only when someone fired a gun did he turn around and defend himself from an attack and then immediately tried to get the police. He was lauded for doing everything correctly. Whereas Michael Reinel stalked and assassinated a Trump supporter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that and that guy is lauded by the far left. Um, actually by Vice. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. <laughs> Literally. By Ironically Vice. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes, man. So That's I, why, I, like, anytime someone gets mad at you for doing an in, like a controversial interview, I mean, people like Vice literally interview killers. Yeah. Yep. Right. Who have mm-hmm. killed people. I don't care how unchallenged. Yeah. Exactly. Just like, tell me what happened. Thank you and have a good day. Exactly. It's like, you, know, you can at least ask them, like, but why that's, did you but do that, it? But that gets into what we're talking about, too, because our entire moral framework has been flipped in this country where, where words and ideas have become the greatest moral crimes. And then something like murder is considered, well, all you did was murder somebody. It's yeah. like that. But he inter- was a Trump supporter. It's like that interview yeah, of Jeffrey right. Dahmer that Jeffrey Dahmer gave where he, he kept trying to tell the person, look, I just want you to know I'm not racist. And it's like literally <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> but but, but Jeffrey. even Jeffrey Dahmer, think about that. Though, really think about that. In his moral framework, he really wanted to make sure that people didn't know he was racist. Oof. Even though he had killed all those people, yeah, yeah, but he killed people of all colors. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. racially motivated. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. racially yeah. motivated. Just want to, just want to keep that clear, everybody. Yeah, and that's good then, I guess, <laughs> according so to like, like, yeah. right? it's but, like, but think about the worst what, moral crime was avoided. So everything. Right, the yeah, worst okay. moral yeah. crimes were, and this, <laughs> so this gets you into all of these various, like the Sam Harris thing, and all these other, well, these I mean, other it's ideas c- that kind of similar to when uh, it looked like Kim Jong Un might be dead, and so so many people were saying like, "Oh, look, North Korea, a female leader, oh, how yeah. progressive!" Yeah. It's like, really, I feel like you know, there's there's a lot but more to North Korea than no, there. No, no. Yeah. The gulags need to be over overseen by by a woman. Yeah, That'll that way it's progressive. Things. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do you guys see Kamala Harris endorse communism? Yes, yes. Up, just, yep. just, yep. just yeah. straight yeah. up communism. Straight up, like. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know, like, if she actually, you know, signed off on that video being posted she, on her, her account she's or. Oh, that's right. She is. Yeah, you're right. That is actually. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so hold on. She didn't literally say, comrade, we must, you know, start communism. She said, we must give people resources so that we all end up in the same place. Same thing. And it was like a video explaining how she said, granting people equal uh, resources for competition is not the way. We need to give them this equal opportunities so that they, it results in, uh, you know, we all end up in the same place, equal outcomes. Right. It's like, if you give two people, rope that was like the, the gist of the analogy and one person is unable to climb because they were starting from like a lower platform right right it, it's but it like, was the same length of rope to climb right up this right mountain. right okay right. so they, they always use this argument to justify communism and it's you can give to people rope there will never be identical circumstances it's impossible so they try and create a circumstance in the video where one person's lower than the other and it's like well welcome to the world 
There's literally nothing you can do. I, can I, can I admit, like even from oh, personal, yeah. from just personally, yeah. like, uh, so we were just down in, in, in your basement earlier and where you're setting up a skate park and it's like, I might be physically taller than you, but you're a way better skater than me. Right. So you're going to get to that six foot ramp. So, so there's a, I am. So and, like, that's, it just is what it is. Well, for context, there's a six foot tall half pipe in my basement and very tall ceilings. And on top of one side is a, is a lounge chair, a coffee table, a refrigerator full of drinks and a TV. And it's called the VIP lounge. The only way to get, if you want to be in the VIP lounge, you need only get into the VIP lounge. Right. Some people are not going to be able to get up that six foot ramp because they don't have the skills or they're not like the, yeah, it's basically just about skill for the most part and strength. Can you do it? And, uh, I, I, I already had people jokingly call me ableist. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's actually not true because there are some really amazing wheelchair, like, I don't yeah, know. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, they would cool. easily get up there and then laugh and like you could, you can get some, some ripped guy who can't climb, uh, uh, you know, a vert wall unable to get up there. Yeah. And then you're going to have some dude in a wheelchair up there being like, uh -huh. you, gotta, you need the skills to pay the bills, man. You know? Oh, wait, so you are allowed to climb. You, as long as you can get up, I don't care how you get up there. Oh, oh you don't yeah. gotta go up the wall. Oh, they're ways. all go up the wall. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. You just pull yeah. yourself up. Yeah. But then people were like, "What about someone in a wheelchair?" I'm like, "I've seen people in wheelchairs go up some pretty, like, way bigger vert walls. Like, it's just about having the skills to do it." Yeah. So anyway, that kind of flies in the face of the idea of you know equal outcomes. Communism, communism. Right, yeah. because there are different. That's a great. That's even we're actually like going further than this because it's there are other ways to get up the mountain. Absolutely. But what's also frustrating about the left is not only are they saying, oh, well, if everyone starts from the same place, they must end up at the same outcome, which we know is not true. But they, the way that they determine whether people are starting from the same place isn't just by looking from where they're starting from. They kind of do the inverse. They look at where they're finishing. And if they're not finishing at the same place, then they assume they must not have started yes. at the same place. Exactly. And that is that I think is one of the biggest problems because I am I as much as possible want to remove barriers to, to success for everybody, black people, white people, whatever it is. I think there should be you should have the chance to succeed. The way that the left currently determines whether you have that chance or not is whether you have actually accomplished whatever it may be. And if but you then, haven't, but they assume that, it's oppression. And that gets to the idea of who who decides the value distinction of what is that place everybody wants to get to? Is right. it is it a certain salary or is it a family size or there's, is it travel or like there's so many different we we have we have live in this like amazing world. We really do. There's mm -hmm. like so much to do. Indeed. There's so much you can you can have and those are the types of opportunities that I'd like to open the the idea of of choice. There, but there's like, no there's no upper limit. Like, so, why would so you, we, yeah. I often, I, we talk about this all the time, uh, you know, various points. Rockefeller would be in awe of the comfort we live in if he was transported right now. Oh, yeah. The, the richest man, the oil baron, the, the, the people running the East India Trading Company. If they came here, they'd be like, the water is clean and you don't get parasites and you can take a shower like whenever you want. Just like turn a knob and then boom, there's hot water. Like what I, I always this? bring this up in tra time travel discussions. Oh, I wish I lived in this period. No, you really don't. You yeah. really don't wish you lived in the past. Like three months at sea, 
20% of the people on the ship would die. No. And you're like, we'll make it there some. And then you, cr- you you make it to North America. And it's like, we're here. And you're like, there's literally nothing on the shore. I know. Start building. Well, that's yeah. what my mom is one of those women who loves period romances where everyone's like wearing a bonnet. I, I cannot, when I'm watching those, get in a romantic mood because I'm just thinking everyone must have smelled you bad. You can't take a bath. Yeah. You can't take a bath. You can't brush your teeth. I mean, you probably have at least a little bit of scurvy. It's just, it wasn't, <laughs> it's not a romantic time. Seriously. No, you know, there's actually, there, there's actually this whole um and uh, we're just totally off a tangent right now but um <laughs> but but tim's allowing it so i'm totally doing this um that i'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a chris Wallace moderator not nice. a Kristen Welker That's moderator. Right. <laughs> mr president um, <laughs> um that in in the middle ages that you ever notice when you're reading anything from the from medieval times that, that they always talk about drinking mead like all the yeah. time yeah, yeah. They so didn't have water. so studies about, right because they didn't have water clean water so they knew that was clean because it was purified and so that that people just were like a little bit more buzzed <laughs> all, yeah, all the time sense. which explains yeah. a lot about the middle ages it yeah. totally does. um and then this and then it's right before the Renaissance um, coffee is introduced to Europe. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> makes sense. So there's it. like this whole it. idea of is it you know you know your your alcohol versus your caffeine. That makes sense. A lot of sense. Like what it. were we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Communism. Oh right. But also what That's I you, right. we were talking about how it wouldn't be good to live in the past and how even Rockefeller would be in awe about all the comforts we have now. I feel like that kind of attitude is why now, have you noticed the left, they they love talking about wealth inequality now. They no longer focus just solely on the issue of poverty or standard of living. They talk specifically about wealth inequality. And I think that's so, so good, interesting. Because everything's great, man. Like you got poor people with clean running water, showers, yeah. refrigerators, and Everyone air conditioning. Good. Yeah, thank goodness. And we, we have poor people who are homeless, for mm-hmm. sure. And we have, we have, you have people who struggle to pay their rent and get evicted. And there's a lot of, you know, problems in this country. I think we can, we can, you know, find a way to fix for sure. But the standard of living has become so incredible. The question I think you were, you were bringing up is, where would they be satisfied with everyone being? What's that marker where it's like, okay, here's where everyone should be. And they'll tell you it's like clean healthcare and clothes. And they give you, they, they, they want everyone to have a general middle class standard of, standard of living, which is like living like a king for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. The idea that you could have an apartment, you know, with a, a one, one bedroom apartment, clean running water, refrigerator, two weeks vacation, clothes, insurance, your healthcare co- stuff's covered. You're making probably 80 to 100K a year. That's where you'd probably be mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the US. You are in like the 0.01% of the world. Right. The, the the average American making like thirty to forty k is the one yep. percent of the world. So yeah, what they're really basically is. saying this is this is a fantastic thing. I I was in Brazil during these uh, protests in twenty thirteen, and I went to the favelas, which are the shanty towns. The poorest of the poor live there. They just build randomly on top of each other. And this lady, we were at her house asking her about the protest, what was going on. She has some kids who were involved, and we asked her. Uh, you know, we, we we were just talking to her, and she asked me in Portuguese, and they translated. Why are the rich people protesting in America? And I laughed and I was like, that, no, who? And she said, she mentioned the protest and the guy was like, oh, she's talking about like Occupy Wall Street stuff. And I went, no, 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 no. Occupy Wall Street is like young people and, you know, middle, middle class kind of people and like left leaning people angry with the banks and, and, and like the corruption in government. And then they translated to her and then she goes, <laughs> she responds, everyone in America is rich. Right. And I laughed and I was like, I'm in her favela where the toilet had a pile of human waste mm-hmm. going up from like a week because it didn't rain so they couldn't flush. And yeah, she was wondering why it is that Americans, she wasn't saying, 
I think it was a translation thing. She wasn't saying all these rich people with monocles and hats were going on. Oh, Harum say I demand change. She was saying that Americans are protesting, but they're so rich. Why? Have you have you read uh, Michael Schellenberger's new book? No, no. Because he he actually talks about that in Brazil a lot and and spending a lot of time down there. But from more of a climate standpoint, but he said that when he went to Brazil that, you know, and they were talking about, um, you know, chopping down parts of, of the rainforest um, that, you know, he, he found out very quickly that it, it wasn't these this like mass operation, that it was like mostly just poor farmers looking for more land um, yep. that they could eke out and and clear and clearing it out. And he said, you know, really, the best thing that we can do is raise their help, raise living standards, introduce technologies, um, actually create more of an industry around this so that instead of people having to do it all on their own, that it can be more efficient land use down there. And that will definitely help a lot more than just placing these arbitrary restrictions on everybody. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little biased. I, I think it may be that the left in this country doesn't actually want to help anybody. They want to use these things as a carrot dangling from a stick. Vote for me. That's all it says. Vote for me and you'll get what you want. Vote for me and we'll make your life better. They don't actually want to make their lives better because then what are they going to put on the end of the stick? No more carrot. Yeah, and I think I think there are a lot of young like social democrats or even just flat out socialists out there who believe that capitalism is so evil and so oppressive because they're I mean frankly ignorant of what the rest of the world looks like, right? They see they're usually from upper middle class backgrounds and they see a homeless person and they think this is terrible, which it is. But they blame capitalism for it. They I, still don't understand that, you know, the the amount of opportunity and even relative uh, comfort that someone in America, even a poor person has compared to the rest of the world is still like very great. And that's not to say that capitalism is perfect. It's just merely the best system that we have. If there yeah. were a way to, to do it, you know, it's cost effective. I, I've always said like every, every high school student should be required to spend two weeks in Mexico before they, before they graduate. <laughs> well, a lot of, um, well, not uh, everyone's uh, going to call you racist. A lot of religious oh, schools nearby. do have like service <laughs> trips and things like that where yeah. you drive in the woods. Yeah, you're supposed to go. Or how and, about Appalachia? You know, if yeah, you yeah, yeah. say something else, right? Mountain top. You know, Mountain you don't even have to leave country. the country. Just it, it's it, any place that has like serious poverty that's nearby, and to understand that you know most of these people at these protests are not experiencing the extreme. I mean, these kids in in, in you know like uh, Moorfield, West Virginia, where you know you're getting. You're, you're, you don't have toothpaste and you're, sh you're brushing your teeth with like Mountain Dew and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like like these stories that you hear and it's like, why, you know, and we just, we laugh at them. We make fun of them. Hollywood makes fun of them. The only time they make movies about them, it's some kind of horror movie. I got to tell my favorite story and everybody who's listening is going to be like, I've heard Tim say this a million times, but my favorite example of, you know, Trump's strategy is when he had that well done steak with ketchup. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Because poor people have well done steaks with ketchup because they can't afford good meat. And the media started laughing. What an idiot. Trump's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well elitist. done with ketchup. Goodness. And that was basically Trump got the media to insult the American people. Amazing. And Poor they, people. They did something similar when uh, Trump had those, what did they, college kids over and they were having like McDonald's, McDonald's or burgers yes. or something. Like yeah. you got all I these mean, media snobs saying, oh, look, McDonald's. Meanwhile, 
Americans love oh, McDonald's. Like, yeah. Trump, yeah. Trump really, Trump really does love fast food, though. That's, like, I don't, th- yeah, I don't think yeah. that's, I don't yeah. think that's like a strategy it's on really, his part. Like, <laughs> Maybe not. they, um, they have actually been since, since he went through COVID and everything. They've actually been trying to keep him on like a, like, like more healthy <laughs> diet, and, uh, oh, sal- salads and everything else. But I think, I think I tweeted out this morning that I heard that um, since today's like, you know, it is, it's the last day of the campaign. Um, he had a huge breakfast of like just. Bacon and eggs, coffee, last meal, last presidential meal, you know, yeah. and 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 that he just he wanted that energy to go out. But um, he said that the one oh, I, forget, I forget what day it was a couple of weeks ago, but he had they um, he had two dinners, like he had a dinner before the rally and a dinner after. Heck it's yeah. like, wow, this, this is dude, great. Yeah. I would do. This dude is spry. He is. He has more energy than I do. I'm not even. Um, I'm not even being hyperbolic. He acts. I he could totally not does. do the number of rallies he does. I don't. Day. I don't. He, 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 he did five rallies so per day human. and he talks for what, an hour or two so hours at a time? So I can walk through it. So he did, he woke up in Washington, D.C. yesterday morning, flies to Detroit, does his first rally in Detroit at 11 a.m. How long did he speak? An hour and a half. He's only supposed to speak oh an hour. He spoke Holy an hour and a half. Cow. In, in snow flurries and like icy wind that he was making fun of for, for like the whole, <laughs> the whole speech. Um, he continues four more ra- rallies throughout the day, ends in Miami, Florida. You know, 80 right. degrees. 40 very degrees, nice. 80 degrees. Yeah. And Wait, then, you see that tweet from that guy who was like, it must be yeah. warmer in Florida. He's not yeah. wearing a jacket. It must be warmer in Florida because Brilliant. he's not wearing a jacket. <laughs> like these powers of God. Is that Hercule Poirot there from, <laughs> like, from Agatha Christie? <laughs> is so this, impressed. are you about to, are you about to, to solve the, uh, the, the death on the yeah, Nile? <laughs> you know? Okay, so, so he goes to Miami, then where, where so he goes, yeah. so, so overnight, uh, I believe overnights in either Doral or Mar-a-Lago. Then, then he kind of does the same path backwards. He's doing that right now today where he started in Florida. Wow. He's going to end up then makes it to Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania. Then he's going to end tonight in Michigan with a rally that's probably going to start around midnight. Wow. And then he's going back to DC after oh, that. So it's, yeah. so it was Michigan to Florida, then Florida to Michigan and then back. Yeah. And these so, are like, how many my- in one day? Five, five each day. Oh five God. each day for an hour and a half each rally? Hour to hour and a half. Yeah. That's what I, Tim does. I do about three hours and 45 minutes of speaking recorded content every day. And it is brutal. It is, ins- it is very difficult. And most people who do uh, commentary, like the biggest names, do about three hours. So I'm doing at the high end or more than most. Yeah, you do a lot. You do a lot. I, I, how does Trump do more than me? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. You can't see feet. because whenever she changes the camera, I yawn. Regenerate. Yeah. Regenerate. Regenerate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the Lincoln Project? I end? love that. It was yeah, so it's good. so good. <laughs> I didn't see Regeneron. it. Regeneron. Yeah. Well, did you see the, the latest one they did with the kid in the, in the bed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, Tanya's here. I mean, she hasn't seen it yet, but they go to, they go to the kid and they said, they said, Trump, who won election? Trump. I thought you could only be elected twice. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was a Trump ad. This is hilarious. I, love, I also like, love. I could literally. It's literally Carpe Donkum makes me <laughs> all the time. But it doesn't even make sense because even in like the Lincoln Projects ad, they're acknowledging that people would still vote for right. Trump. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's, that's, right. Like, so yeah. the, the the nugget of truth is that Trump keeps winning elections. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Trump won. So it's like, what what reality do you live in? Where it's this is the democracy you wanted. Yeah, it was right. a, it was a Trump commercial. Right. I love yeah, that every was time it's a Trump Right. Keep in mind that you know if if we want to go towards more of a pure democracy standpoint, um, 
that if you just want to allow people to keep voting, then the idea of an arbitrary, it's, it's arbitrary to say that the American people can only vote for someone, someone for president twice. The founding fathers didn't include that amendment. Yep. Right. And for these people who want to overturn things like, I mean, the Gravel Institute blatantly saying constitution is trash, right? They hate the electoral college. The idea that you have two term limits, like you said, that's much newer. So not that I'm arguing for it. But I'm, I'm not seriously own, arguing. Yeah, either, but, but I'm, I'm just saying by their standard. Right. Sense. And this, yeah. this actually was the, this was the the, uh, the the Federalists. They said that, yeah, there's term limits. It's called elections, right? That right. the people should have right. the right to choose. And that, that, that was just the idea. Yeah, man. I do find it but, interesting that the executive, like, the, you know, the administrative branch got term limits before Congress. That's, uh, yeah. I'm not surprised about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that's surprising. I think it's hilarious how, how I see all these posts where they're saying, can you believe that we have a president elected by the minority? This is ridiculous. And I'm like, it's quite literally the point of the Constitution and yes. college. It's 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 literally why we're not a direct democracy and why we're a republic. I was <laughs> to protect the minority from the majority. I was talking to Tanya about this on the way on the way here today in the car, and I was saying, well, yeah, the the reason that and we were just talking about the election, and I was like running through the numbers and and everything else, really dr- drilling down on Pennsylvania. You know, I think if I think if Trump gets about three million tomorrow in Pennsylvania, he wins the election. I think that's that's the number he needs to hit. Um, but um and then she was saying well, wait a minute didn't hillary win the popular election last time i said well yeah she did actually she won but that was that was because she won so many people in california and new york but that's yeah. not actually the way we count we have you have kind of have to win what's this you know not a majority of states but majority of states in the electoral college mm-hmm. and then she goes i goes, well didn't hillary have advisors to like tell her <laughs> She didn't go to Wisconsin, right? Yeah, she didn't go to Wisconsin. She, I was like, Fail. I just started laughing. I said, look, you know, about 2000 years ago, there was this Chinese general who wrote a book called the art of war. <laughs> art of war. <laughs> and one of the things, some, somebody wrote a business book late years later called the art of the deal, which is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yep. and, and in, but in, in the art of the war, Sun Tzu says, when your enemy is making a mistake, do, do not, not interrupt do them. Not interrupt them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And that led to uh, Donald Trump. The question I have, though, in terms of the election is people were so convinced that Trump was going to lose. Supposedly, they say many Hillary supporters didn't actually turn out. So if Trump has a new wave of supporters, you know, because I didn't vote in 2016, I voted for Trump already. Is that going to be enough to get all of the normies who are being, you know, hit up by Lady Gaga, and <laughs> Taylor Swift? Is that going to be enough for Trump to win? Because first, it's, it's not just that. It's also... Everybody hated Hillary Clinton. True. Like, really hated her. The pollsters were even saying it like, man, people hate her, but they're voting for her anyway. Joe Biden is sad. sad. Not hateable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hateable in a lot of ways, but sad. Oh, the Karens are for Joe. The Karens are totally, literally totally for Joe. Well, actually, for yeah. Literally, there was... Uh, I know. Yeah, there was yeah. this piece out where they... I forget what outlet it was, but one of them uh, examined a whole list of Biden supporters and the most common name for a Biden supporter? Karen. Karen, <laughs> yeah, literally Karen. But the other one was funny because it was the the most uh, the most Trump supporting name was Richard. Richard. So <laughs> so, so a male Karen is a Richard. That's <laughs> right. Awesome. Now right. We there know. you go. Yeah. No, but, no, no, but, but the Richards were for Trump. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, right, 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 right. I see. So the Chad Richard versus the Virgin. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. exactly. I was like, well, that so, actually kind of yeah. So, so this is the question: Is is as you know, Johnny Rotten? He voted for Hillary. Now he's voting for Trump. Wonderful dude. You've got people like me. Um, I happen to have some personal friends I know who I was surprised to hear were voting for Trump and already did. 
So I know secret Trump voters exist. They do. Well, because I know some of them. Uh, Gary Johnson cleaned up, did very well in a lot of states. That's true. And and I think that there's there does exist uh, a certain level of libertarian slash independent or NPA as you if you've seen that that phrase around no party affiliation that. They thought that there was a competence question when it came to Trump. Um, we're seeing that in the data now that, that there are people who thought that they couldn't vote for him because they, they saw him as a braggart. They saw him as a, a talk show host. Um, you know, someone who was good and, but just couldn't, just couldn't see him as president. That a lot of those people who were nominally conservative, um, ended up voting for Johnson or not voting or, you know, voting for some of the, like, Constitution Party. And, uh, and a lot of those are coming on board with Trump now because look, he's, he's done four years and he has some serious accomplishments to his name for that. And clearly the country hasn't, you know, blown up or, uh, I mean, you suppose we can, you know, we can argue that, but you know, the country's still here and still functioning. Well, Ben Shapiro did a whole, whole segment explaining why he, he's voting for Trump this time, even though Ben Shapiro is a good be, example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Good example of that. But I mean, to counter that, people on the left will say, Oh, but. Anna Navarro and uh, Charlie Sykes Rick and Wilson. Rick Wilson, ah. they hate oh, Trump yeah. and they're Republicans, they're therefore the Republican Party well, is turning the, against mean, him. They, those are sort of people, and like Anna Navarro, nobody can really find any Republican she's actually worked for, even though right. she, you know, even <laughs> though she plays her own. They sort of fit this... They've fit this sort of media need. I mean, if they didn't have, you know, CNN, who would their constituency be, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who... You know, you know what the, I said? The Republican Party is Trump's party. That's yeah. that's right. my only point right now. Like him or not, the Republican Party is definitely the party of Trump at this point. The, yeah. the first couple of years with Trump in terms of foreign policy, I think were kind of bad. He had Bolton. That was a mistake. Bolton turned on him. Serious mistake. He should have known better. But in the, in, the, in the last couple of years, it's been pretty good. We got four historic peace agreements. Right. We've got withdrawing, withdrawal from the Middle East. And I think these peace agreements are absolutely amazing. Not to mention we had a great economy. Yeah. So I was talking to a friend. Who said my concern over social issues, like, first of all, they hate Trump and they're like, he's going to destroy things pertaining to, you know, social issues in this country. And my response was kind of like, well, you know what? I'm done arguing. I don't think you deserve anything when we've been involved in these foreign entanglements and how Trump is going to bring about peace in the Middle East and bring our troops back. We've been there for two decades. We shouldn't have been there. And now if it means that you have to have some issues in terms of social issues in this country for yourself, I think you should you should accept that because how many civilians died overseas mm -hmm. and how many more civilians are going to die in these wars that Trump is ending? Shouldn't we just have to say we're going to, you know, you, should, don't you want to put someone else first? Isn't that the whole thing? Like, you're not America first, right? Like, my point is, you can't have Obama escalating Middle Eastern tensions and North African tensions uh, resulting in a slave trade in Libya. And now that Obama's over, you set, you take no responsibility for what you supported. So I'll tell you this. Donald Trump is running for re-election. Kosovo and Serbia, Sudanese, Sudanese-Israeli war ended. And then you've got Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates. That's amazing. He's taking our, he's bringing our, he's drawing our troops down in the Middle East. I think we owe it to parts of that region and the world to do the right thing considering the two decades we've done of the wrong thing. And if that means in the U.S. there's going to be some bad things in terms of social issues, at least for you, well, then that's too bad. I think we're going to have a great economy though, and I don't agree with them in that capacity. But I don't think they have a right to support Obama and all the bad things Obama did and now complain that their lives are going to be worse. You know, my, my best friend has now been to Afghanistan uh, four times and um, well, he's volunteered. But it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where I keep having to think, like, why why does my best friend have to keep going to this place? And am I going to get a call from him like, you know, later in the week? Right. And I'm, and I'm, what, for what? 
Re- really for what? And I've, I've asked him again, you know, what, what are you doing over there? And he said, we're delaying the inevitable, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, Alexander the great figured wow. this out 2000 years ago, right? He, what did he do? He, he tried to conquer Afghanistan, didn't work out very well. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get the tribes to align in any meaningful way. So we've ended up just, you know, marrying the princess of the largest tribe. And well, said, maybe we could try that. Yeah, I, I know. I, this yeah. is literally what I'm saying. Can we get Trump to remarry? One yes. Of the, or, one of the you know, the you know, or Baron, Baron single, Baron single. And, you know, hey, man, um, you know, world peace, brother. You got to step up for world peace. And so, you know, and then and then Alexander just kind of named her dad the leader and he went off to India. Like, like you can't solve the problems of other countries, nor should we, right? We're, we're, this is not well, how you run a, a serious, stable country. Yeah. What I think was really interesting is that one of the few times the mainstream media and even like the left in general has establishment left has shown support for Trump was when he launched those missiles. Yeah. And was it Fareed mm-hmm. Zakaria or someone on CNN saying like, this is like his first presidential first time he's ever been <laughs> This was the day like, Trump really? became president. Is by, Trump becoming presidential? By launching, strange. you know, by launching missiles into, you know, a barely occupied uh, runway in Syria. And then they pulled up their list and they were like, wait, Fareed, stop. He didn't get any kids. Oh no, not, <laughs> not enough true. Wedding but, but did he denounce? <laughs> but did he denounce white supremacism as he fired the, the missiles? missiles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's wow. So you know, I think Trump has disavowed white supremacy more than all other presidents combined, uh-huh. and, right. I, and I mean it. I really 100%. do. Because first of all, we had a lot of presidents who literally would not. We had we've had racist slave owner presidents, that's for sure. And then we've had a lot of presidents who just passively were like, we're going to make some changes. No, Trump has to say it literally every other week. Yeah. The media's like, will you now finally? And he's like, I there, said There's like actually a times. very strong video that his campaign just put out, which I, I do give them credit for, where it specifically has him denouncing it 38 times. <laughs> and, but, and there's a counter, like in, yeah, the, in yeah, the corner. Yeah. Awesome. And there's something about it because, and even the fact that I've just said it to you now, that you haven't even seen the video, maybe you have, but that you know that there exists a video of him saying it 38 times and because 38 is not like a normal number it's sticky right you're gonna remember oh you're gonna remember oh there's this video of him denouncing it 38 times and now that shifts the frame so instead of him saying you saying oh he's denounced it again and again i can i can point to 38 times i think it's like nine minutes long because i think crowder did something where he went and showed people yeah, Stephen Crowder was like, asking oh, they, they must have kind of, yeah, yeah. He asked, he was like, you know, what about Trump don't you like? And then all these people say the very fine people stuff. And he asks them. But then they say, well, didn't he seem a little bit hesitant right. to announce oh, it those 38 times? Like, don't you think he even had to say it? Doesn't just Why would he just say it? Yeah. Well, how, how many times has Joe Biden denounced white supremacy? Yeah. Zero. Zero. What's going on, Joe? <laughs> What's up with that? Uh-huh. I mean, Trump's done it 38 times, but Joe not even once. It's kind of and, and And remember... Joe Biden eulogized a, a an exalted cyclops of the Klan. Sure did. I know that the AP fact checked that. Don't say Grand Wizard. Don't say Grand Don't Wizard. Don't say Grand Wizard. <laughs> Definitely not Grand Wizard. It was like, did Joe Biden eulogize a former Grand Wizard? False. Oh. Actually, exalted cyclops. <laughs> if you're if you're in a member of an organization and your leader is called the exalted cyclops. <laughs> Like at some, get out. at some point, do you ever start thinking, gee, is this the place for me? Do they have other cyclopses uh, not, that like are not, not, not less, lesser exalted? Disrespect, disrespected? Dis- but what, disreputed? I, I love as soon cyclops. as Joe Biden became the candidate, then all of the stuff Kamala Harris was saying during the primary debates about him being <laughs> cozy with segregationists. Yeah. Oh so we gosh. just forget about that. That doesn't count anymore. And then uh, uh, I, what I love about Kamala Harris is she's the Dr. Hibbert of politics. So, you know, like... 
the, oh, yeah. the laughing, yeah, the laughing. Yeah, so, so one of, so in The Simpsons, Doctor Hibbert, one of his character bits is that he laughs inappropriately, yeah, <laughs> just like randomly, just like yeah. for no reason. There was, I don't know if you you guys saw this one. Which one was it? Where she's being interviewed and she's asked a very normal, serious mm-hmm. question. And she starts laughing, and then the interviewer's not having it, and she she sits there like with a big old smile on her face, like ah, like 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 the Joker. Why is she always laughing? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's like it's like you sit down with a campaign consultant and they say, "Well, they they give you the advice to if this comes up, just laugh it off." Mm-hmm. So if if somebody brings up your statements to Joe about Joe Biden during the debates, where you call him keep a racist, you talked about the right, keep it light. If you talk about the busing, um, you talk about segregationism, uh, the the crime ninety four crime bill, just laugh it off, keep it light. But they don't like Kamala. They don't literally mean just laugh for like five <laughs> yeah. minutes straight they right. mean like laugh it off as a phrase it's like, not uh-huh. meant to be taken literally I hillary did the same right thing there because i've watched older clips of kamal harris before this kind of round of campaigning began and she didn't she didn't to do, this. do this yeah yes. she didn't use to do this i think this is a new tip they gave her to try to make her seem more likable uh, or something but it's just backfiring in the worst way wear skinny it's... jeans sneakers and laugh. dance yeah. while laughing who's your who's your favorite rapper alive <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. yes. Tupac. Her music. Hello, fellow Oof. kids. She fails so wow. bad. And she's like, how old is Kamala Harris? She's in her 40s 40 or 50s? Like I think 40s? 50s. I think 50s, yeah. Oh, okay. It's funny that like she's supposed to be the young candidate, but she's as like demented as Joe. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. She's in a different way. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's still old. Tupac, I remember, what, didn't she say something where she was like listening to... Some Indeed. rap in college that didn't even come Snoop out. Snoop Dogg, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, yeah. right? But didn't it had, like but she was in college in the eighties, and yeah, that came out in the nineties, and it, it just, it, it just didn't like the, These the people, math didn't work. Did you work. see this Lady Gaga thing? Oh my, oh my gosh, it hurts so much. We were talking about it. All so way. I had second. She was trying. <laughs> I did too. I wanted her to. Not I have, have a totally different take on that than I think everybody else does because a lot of people. Are you playing the Gaga thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, which one? Which one was what? it? The one, like the Halloween one, right? Uh, which one? Okay, so she's I'm, in like a I costume. Was, yeah, so I was talking about. I was looking at the um Lady Gaga thing where she's standing beside her truck. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's like, like a Halloween boots. costume. Yeah, yeah. But oh so, my gosh, so painful. was she trying to insult conservatives? That's what well, some people if, say. So okay, know. if you watch it with that sound off, it might sound like she is, but I'm actually not sure because I've I've watched it a couple times and it. I'm not sure if he's trying. She's trying to come across like she's insulting conservatives or is she just trying to act hard and it's I doing a really really she, bad she was, job she was, seemed like she was trying to pander because she's like trying to appeal to like she mentions a bunch of like swing middle and like America show how states. hard she is and that she's going back to new jersey and, but she and can, all this stuff she can act right like she's been in movies before yeah, the star sure. is born she's really good in that but, or a star is but born. that yeah. was like she was reading a script and she purposefully flubbed it yeah. I'm going to vote for Joe it's Biden. It's so weird. It's like, it's like what? Yeah. It's and, like, and that's why I'm like, are you trying to insult conservatives? And then People like, have pointed out that when the video starts, there's a little puddle already by the truck. Oh, she, she had done it several times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was in the first take. Yeah, it, yeah. Like yeah. it was on the first take, Oof. but that right. was the take they chose to wow. post. So right. I could do a more convincing vote for Joe 100%. Biden PSA. Easily. Yeah. In two seconds, uh, and that's that's with I mean when like crushing the beer and like throwing Why? it down. No one does like, that to a who full does that? Beer? Who does that with a full beer? The beer. I, I, I'm sober and I know that nobody <laughs> exactly. does that, right? Like that's not a thing. That's that not a anybody thing that anyone has ever do. done. Exactly. Like, the main, that's actually a party foul. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Actually, it really is. The main, is a party foul. The main takeaway is vote for Joe Biden 
and spill beer. That's not that's not a Vote party. Vote for Joe I'm, Biden. He'll take away your beer. I don't want to. That's, that's, I don't, I don't want to be a member of the party that spills beer. Full I don't beers. either. No, we can't do it. That's a good point. Yeah. But it, it, look, what Lady Gaga was doing, it feels like, you know, even Taylor Swift coming out for Joe Biden. And, then and Amy who, Schumer. Don't forget Amy Schumer. Ugh. Oh, oh no. big, big endorsement. Ah, who yeah, was it who said? Big endorsement, folks. Amy, Amy Schumer. <laughs> Someone said that Joe Biden was punk rock. Who was it? Oh, I got to look it up. Let's see if I can pull that up. <laughs> I'm not no. kidding. Give me one sec. No. Said Joe I think it was Seth rock. Rogen or something. Ugh. The, but that's the what least Liam punk and I rock were talking about. Ever. Like these people claim to be the resistance. They're supported by all these major corporations, pretty much every institution, right? Academia, the media, and yet they still call themselves like the resistance. If they're selling your shirt at Hot Topic, you're not the resistance. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're just not. You're really not. When there's a giant Coca-Cola ad for you. Sorry. There's like not this uh, this comic of a, a punk looking woman. And she's like, if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you're not really punk rock. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'm just like. If you don't back my ideological movement that is supported by every major multinational corporation and the established political class, then you are not punk rock. So, I guess. you know what I was interested by was I like Fallout Boy. And for, don't judge me. Nobody gets to judge Lydia. Nobody I like, anything. I like Fallout Boy. Liter- not literally you guys. No everyone, <laughs> everyone online. Everyone online. I like Fallout Boy. I think they're really talented. They made a post on Twitter about voting for Joe Biden. First off, they stole the Van Halen logo. They said they used the logo itself, like blatant plagiarism of the the uh, Van Halen logo right after Eddie Van Halen died. Horrible taste. They said, we have to vote for Joe Biden because lives depend on it. And they turned off their comments and pinned it to the top of their Twitter profile. And I was like, you guys, you guys, that's not very rock and roll of you. First of all, to say, go with the establishment. And second of all, to turn off comments is Ah, mind blowing. Like you won't even engage with people about this. Like you're just telling them what to do. It's also corporate and manufactured. Exactly. So I went yeah. to the I went to the Juggalo March a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, in DC. <laughs> it, was it was amazing. And and they actually did uh perform a little bit at the Lincoln Memorial, so I don't know if that counts as going to an ICP concert or not. Um probably not, but eh, kind of. Um and and it was great because so Antifa showed up because they were trying to recruit like from the juggalos and were trying to like march with them at one point. And you know, for a while, like nobody kind of said anything and there were a ton of people there. But then eventually the juggalos threw them out because they, they kept <laughs> trying to like get people to chant anti-Trump mm-hmm. things and, oh, all, and wow. all this. And and they were protesting for like juggalo rights, and there was a whole thing. Juggalo rights. Well, there was this whole issue, and I don't want to misrepresent they got, they their got standpoint. A gang or something. They got labeled a gang. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. And so that they're was like this big. They're definitely not a gang. They're just dumb. And um, and and so it was this idea that you know juggalos have rights too, and it was it was like kind of tongue in cheek, right? That like it's an identity for us, and our our, our the, the drink of our nation is fago. And <laughs> yeah. And. And, but I mean, they had a point, like they were being mislabeled and then misrepresented yeah. And I can, I can, I can definitely sympathize with that. And so I, I thought that was cool. And I went to cover it and see what it was all about. And, and Antifa kept trying to make them political. And then finally the juggalos kept saying, they were like, well, you guys are against Trump. Right. And they're like, no, you don't understand. We're against politicians, like Just all politicians. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like punk. That. That's punk work. rock. I work yeah. With that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So when you say like, oh, be punk, like. No, the juggalos are all of them. Like yeah. that's right. Right. Like we're against politicians. Like we're not going to endorse anyone. You know, it's like everything. It gets commodified. It becomes Stupid. corporate. It gets absorbed into the established culture. And now 
punk rock is just a genre of music for people who record albums and make Punk's money. Punk's dead. Yeah. Mm. You see that uh, um, Bad Religion wrote a pro-alt-right song? They did. It was weird. Yeah, a while ago. Um, it's called The Kids. So I'm actually giving you that face because I didn't even know Bad Religion was around anymore. They still <laughs> are. Yeah, it's true. So I guess I guess they, they they labeled it. So for those not familiar, Bad, Bad Religion is like a really famous punk rock band. Great, and it was called The Kids Are Alt-Right. And the lyrics are very much pro-alt-right. They're all like, like the, one of the lines is everybody needs somebody. So, you know, grab somebody and join the alt-right today or something like the lyrics are very much like telling people don't be lonely and come hang out with us. Like, why would you say that? Why wouldn't you say like, you know, the alt-right is bad. They didn't even, they don't even say were, that. Were they saying it was supposed to be satirical or maybe it's supposed to be making know. fun of it. But if look, if your idea of making fun of a group is that lonely Pose people law. are seeking yeah. help. And looking for something to fit into. So you say, come join us because we'll accept you. You're not really making fun of them at all. And you're not really making a strong critique in any capacity. Right. It's like, it's kind of like that New York Times, um, article where it's like they, they apparently, or they profiled an apparent former right wing extremist. But when you actually read the article, it was like, oh yeah, you know, I got a conservative girlfriend and like was interested in church and stuff. It's like, Oh, okay. Oh, wait, what? That That's crazy. So That's these weird. These people yeah. just need girlfriends. That's so, true, so let, let me, let me read. Let, go to so, the gym, guys. <laughs> some, of the gym. This, <laughs> some of this song is like, okay, that's kind of against the alt-right. Oh, can we show it, the lyrics? I don't want to break yeah. any rules. Well, okay. well, yeah, I don't know. All right. It says, uh, we love God, we love our women, we love tradition, we love kin. We got shiny new tools for ancient impulses that we can't even understand. So if you feel alone and downtrodden as an elixir for your ills, join the alt-right post-light and darkenment order. And the rest of those bees can go to hell. Alternative facts, alternative lives, lies, alternative names, alternative tries, tribes. Everybody, you know, that, that there's another like at the end, but the, the chorus, I guess, is everybody needs somebody. Join the party. The kids are alt-right today. It's like, I guess you can arguably say it's somewhat against the alt-right. But, no, it but says, I, I yeah. think for those people, like tradition is bad and all of those things that we so might the, think uh, that's good. what I'm it's that's, like, what but that's I'm, not a criticism and I, have, like, I haven't seen the lyrics but I'm like so they're calling out fine. tradition and religion and if, yeah. if, if you were like but I think families, those are just so inherently bad to those people maybe the, it is a criticism up in and you know, of itself you know that's a good point um, the lead singer I, I recent, does teach at Berkeley I recently <laughs> saw that movie The Craft Legacy we talked about this on the oh, show last no. week and so this, is the, this is the new one the right? new one the new one there's a scene okay. where the the girl comes back from school where she like got attention for hitting some guy and the stepfather is like you know i have a zero tolerance policy in this house and she goes i was defending myself and he goes do not speak when i'm speaking to you i am disappointed i have to deal with the family blah 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 i am disappointed and he walks away and that was it and I was like, was that tepid level of discipline of how I am disappointed in you and now I'm going to leave the room was like supposed to be shocking to these people. They've, <laughs> They've never, never been, been disciplined yeah. in any capacity. Yeah. Never. They've never had a, a parent figure say, shut up and go to your room. Because this was like, that was supposed to be his horrifying moment for her. Seriously. That, her stepdad was like, I'm disappointed in you. That was it. So, so our son is, um, is two years old. He's, he's almost two and a half now. And we're, we're just getting to the point where because his level of cognitive ability and cognitive development is such that he can start to understand where he is, what he's doing, different people. We've, we've started kind of ratcheting up the level of, 
of discipline. When I say ratcheting up, I mean from like from nothing, right? When you're when right. you're a baby, there's you can't no discipline, you can't baby. discipline no. right? Um, and you know, we are, um, you know, we are like no spank. Definitely. We've talked about that. And, but, you know, just, just even introducing the concept of no, right. Even introducing the concept of no, and it's, and it's tough, right. It sucks as a dad, right. You, you, you hate to do it, but you also realize that you, you can see the path that if you don't institute the idea of there are rules and there are rules that kind of, you know, you can't have, you know, yogurt for breakfast every morning. You can't have like frozen yogurt. You can't have, um, you know, it's, it's, it is bedtime. Bedtime is a thing that happens and guess what? It happens now. Um, especially when mommy is eight months pregnant. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's not easy, right? It's definitely not easy. And it's, it's, it's certainly not fun. Um, you know, I, I want to just, you know, play with them all the time and like watch cartoons and, you know, get to do the stuff that I remember having fun with when I was a kid. But at the same time, I understand that as a father, you, you have a responsibility to teach them that this is how the world works. And this is where it starts. It starts with yeah. that, that first time that you hear the concept of no. Yeah, and if, if parents aren't introducing that, then what kind of generation are you? I mean, that's maybe that's what we're seeing. That is yeah. exactly what we're seeing. Exactly. And I think like, growing up, in Asia, like the, the difference of like honor shame cultures is really stark when we look at what's happening with so many of these young activists now, right? I think they're, these are people who have never been told no. They're very entitled and they don't have that concept of wanting to do better for themselves and for their family, which is such a, like a huge motivation for like, man, a lot of, a lot of Asian people just culturally, it's sort of instilled in you. And I think we've, as a culture and uh, you know boomers love to kind of harp on millennials but this all the problems the cultural problems we have this started with parenting right yeah. so you know as much as they the older generations might rag on millennials and gen z i think they need to understand like well it's not who raised a, them exactly who raised yeah, them it's not exactly. a mystery how these kids have gotten like this seriously well that being said let's take some uh, let's take some super chats yes uh, before we do, smash that like button. Do and uh, do you guys want to mention your social media real quick before we, we read some uh, audience questions? Yes. Who should we start with? Uh, you can follow me at the Lauren Chen on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, you can find me by searching Lauren Chen. Depends on how YouTube's feeling that day. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so you can follow me on uh, Twitter is usually number one. I'm always kind of kind of living there. Uh, especially lately, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So it's at Jack Posobic at J C K P O S O B I E C. Uh, just released a new documentary, which you can check out at antifamovie.com. Yes. Right on. Yeah. Super and there's also, cool. uh, you've also given us something. Yes. This is cool. Yeah, I you guys show you have guys a little, this. a little preview of something that's in the mail for other people. This is a, uh, <laughs> first, first graphic novel <laughs> written by, it. written by, uh, Chuck Dixon. So if you, if you remember the character Bane from the Batman series, <sighs> Uh, Chuck Dixon is the creator of Bane wow. and, and Birds of Prey, and so he's the writer of Agent Poso. Is he, is he upset with the right. Birds of Prey movie? Um, well, he wasn't necessarily involved with it. No, um, but, but yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't talked. I think he was just. I think he was just honestly happy that they were making a movie out of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about you know whether or not he has a review of it or not. Um, I know he has a he has a YouTube page up, so I haven't checked it out. Is that some kind of silencer or suppressor of some sort on your gun? You know, the, the gun guys, after the, the art department put that on there and 
They were, I, I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh it's, they're like, like, it's cool, huh? And I was like, <laughs> like, I was like do you right. understand how many veterans and like Second Amendment oh, people follow me <laughs> or like, in my audience? And so, like, what is that thing? Like, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a future gun. It's a future gun. No, it's, it's, if you open front page, it's, it's, it's set in 2040. So it's a future gun. That actually yeah. is a future gun. There that kind of makes sense. So it's a future gun. You yeah, my friend. Very well. You Thank have. You look wonderful in this. Yeah, for some reason, my son hasn't grown at all but yeah I don't. that's like, kind of weird yeah <laughs> time froze awesome. but it's it's yeah it's sort of like kind of taking the uh you know taking a lot of the the issues that we're talking about right now and fast forwarding them like you know like 20 years that's and just just seeing really what happens neat. and I can't wait to read and this. you know it it all goes bad just you know a scenario where it all goes it greta thunberg is like in charge of the oh, UN, no. in charge of the un <laughs> and she's aged um, she yeah she's older like like an right. adult yeah. so she aged but we didn't I don't know why that's um, amazing uh, Regeneron 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 alright let's read some of these super chats looking sharp I'm gonna go straight for this one because it's gonna be fun Grace okay. Fang says Trunanon a shop at a pressure <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm gonna mobilize Trunanon a shop at a pressure shop at a pressure Tim nailed it there you go the other white nerd says Trump's won with a 5% swing on November 3rd he flips Nevada but loses PA and ME2, Colorado's a dead heat. Trump mm-hmm. wins 29, 29, uh, 291 to 233 or 300 to 224. Biden wins popular vote by 1.1, less oh, than Clinton's gosh. 2.1. Oh, we'll man. We'll see. Kellnan says, I'm an ANCAP who hasn't voted in 12 years. I would crawl over broken glass to vote for Trump tomorrow. Yeah, 538 says, uh, uh, I, as a secret voter, don't exist. I'm considered a non-voter by their standard. I'll be there at 8 a.m. Awesome. Wow. You, will, you will see, can, uh, I don't mean to interject, but you will definitely see Trump supporters sleeping out tonight. Oh, for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. You, you, I guarantee, I've seen it. I've, I've been across the country covering these rallies this whole year. I saw, I literally saw a 1,000 people in Wildwood, New Jersey, um, sleeping out. Yeah. And not, not a thousand in line, a thousand sleeping out overnight. For Trump mm. at that rally, wow, yeah. and I, I just, I guarantee you, there will be probably in a New lot Jersey. of these swing states Super of people. Blue, and New Jersey, right? Super New Jersey. Blue. I mean, lately um, they've been having rallies in like Beverly Hills for Trump. Yeah, man, yeah, they're Jersey. having rallies where. I mean, just think about that. They're having rallies where Trump isn't even there. Yeah, <laughs> right? and, and nobody from the campaign is there, yeah, and yeah. they're in the streets, and they're in the rivers, and they're in the lakes, and you can't turn around they're in in New Jersey. Where I lived, there's like this swampy marsh with no dock and no real way to get to it. And yes. someone planted a gigantic Trump flag right in the middle. And this was a long time This is Norcross's district. Very, very blue. It's like D plus eight. And, and everyone I know out there said they were voting for, I, I think I saw one Biden sign. You know, Tim, if I had, if I had to say, I'd say that's, that's pretty punk rock. I, I would mean, say it so. kind of is. Yeah, it really is. Breaking onto this weird marshy property with no dock to swim out in the <laughs> muck and then plant this giant Trump flag. Like you saw, you guys saw the, the Trump thing they did in, in Hollywood. Those the guys, sign, yeah. they filmed that video, and I'm like, wow. if you're gonna if you're gonna jump the fence and go into the marsh and like paddle out and then put up a flag, you should have filmed it too. Yeah, seriously. Which actually, they they took that sign down illegally because that was private property. Oh, and that's really? not, that sign was taken down illegally, and there there uh, is some litigation that might be going Good. into that. Interesting, because that wow. was completely illegal to take that down. Glad wow. to hear it. All right, let's see. Matt F says bought some soap after Lauren's last appearance. Smells pretty nice. Awesome. Oh, oh. you sell oh, soap? She does. Yes, we. My family has a Bath and Body Products business. You can find us at clearlypure.com, spelled C L E A R Y P U R dot com. And yeah, last time we were on. 
the show i was telling like these guys we got so many orders like i was making bath bombs and stuff for <laughs> i had and actually also, do work yeah well actually <laughs> my my mom usually does all of the like manufacturing but since Shouldn't they were her. in yeah they were yeah over like in phoenix getting my dad's surgery so like i've been playing like double duty of like Aww. soap business and like youtube stuff is there so. a website for it the soap yeah yeah clearly pure.com but pure is spelled p-u-r.com because it's millennial and trendy Fancy. yeah and now it. you're yeah. gonna sell a lot more yeah were, yes. were, you, were you ever an invaders in person no big fan of it oh okay yeah yeah all the yeah. three letter names girl why why was there bacon in the soap <laughs> <laughs> i made it myself <laughs> i love it oh zim was great Cute. let's see jp says 35 years old first time voting for the president and i lied to pollsters in az because it's funny trump 2020 okay can i comment Ooh. on this just yeah. real fast scott adams is talking about this he is yeah i've he heard said, this too this is the funniest thing and i think trump supporters are going to be on board with us i think he, they think it's a gigantic practical he joke. says it's going to be the biggest <laughs> da- the biggest dad the biggest dad the biggest joke. dad joke the biggest yes. dad joke in history it's awesome is that every trump supporter is lying to a pollster because they want to see the liberals they want to see again. the lady melt down yeah. again they want to like, take those fracking correct. wells and convert them from natural gas to liberal, to liberal tears, tears. <laughs> yes. and have them overflowing throughout western pennsylvania yes, and ohio please. it's it's like they, why did they make it so easy seriously the, the leftists like dropping to the woman dropping to her knees and going yeah. no it's like what Come that was grow up, dude yeah. Or at least I'll do t- that at home. Like, don't you know, you know, you know what I'm going to do? Embarrassing. Remember, per- performative ritualistic acts are very important That's true. in, That's in these, true. these types of yeah. cultures. Yeah, Tomorrow, very important. <laughs> Tomorrow, if we see a blue landslide in every state, every single state is blue and Joe Biden wins, I'm going to put my feet up right here on the table next to me, lean back, I'm going to crack a beer, and I'm going to laugh. Yeah, have a good do? time yeah. and just live like... I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm like, well, look, that's a thing that happened. But mm-hmm. even with after uh, ACB was confirmed, I, I saw people on TikTok and social media like posting videos of themselves crying. And I think they, they see it as a sign of their virtue, how upset they are by Precisely. stuff yeah. like this. Precisely. And so. whereas like, I'm just thinking, why would you give the right ammunition? Such weakness. Yeah. They just yeah. want, they just, it's, yeah, it's performative. It's, it's, it's very performative. It's ritualistic. It's, it's who can outdo, you know, the next person to them. And yeah. so when you're online and plus you, you have the pervasive influence of the retweet and the share and the number of likes, number of views, et cetera. So you, you get people performing these acts and whether it's subconscious or not, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. um, that you're, you're going over the top to try to get more views. And so the create, you know, and you can put those compilations together of the crazy liberal screaming in, in the, the car. car. Yeah, right? that's like a new genre. That's the of thing. Yeah. Oh, I hate videos. it. So screaming much. in and, the car. And each of them thinks that they're unique when yeah. they do it. Uh-uh. Yeah. And they all look the same. Like, they often do. there's this thing now where it's like, I, I don't mean to generalize, but for some of these like young social media activists, like, I don't even know what their views are, but just looking at them, I can tell. Yeah. You it's know, the glasses, like the glasses, the, the short hair. hairs. Oh. They look like clones. Oh. All right. So Polti says, cool song, Tim. Yes. yes. For those that don't know, I finally released this song and it's music video. so cool. The song is dope, man. Which is oh, up on, uh, oh yeah, well, I'll show you after. It's on uh, youtube.com slash timcastidorel. in the video section. It just went up and I also tweeted it out. It's and so it, it is very much about what's going on right now. So if you're very much paying attention to the rioting, the election cycle and the anger and revolution, check it out. It's called Will of the People and it's on uh, this YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, you can 
there you go. It's doing well. Everyone it's, loves it. Yeah, everyone thinks it's the best song ever. Yes, correct. Uh, I don't know. It's it's mostly about the story in the video. That's why I made it. It's so really uh, cool. you should check it out because the story is about revolution and kind of what's going on in elections and stuff. And the yeah. aesthetics are great, by the way. They the, really the team are, you had yeah. on there, you know, unless that was you, just you know. No, no, we did. Yeah, he did all of it himself. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Nishra did the uh, arrangement. So I wrote the song. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote the story. I performed it, and then she did all the arrangement yep. for all Adam's the instruments. Wife. Mm-hmm. And then she also did extra instrumentation and stuff. And then we got this animation studio that these guys were geniuses. They did Dude. color work on it. It's that, so good. So yeah. cool. I mean, it, well, it looks you. like yeah. something that like the gorillas would have done. It really does. Know, yeah. You know, years ago, but it actually like has more meaning behind it. I think. Definitely. Yeah. Well, excellent. It's I was so uh, writing about all the political conflict. Yeah. And so we, I wanted to make a video that told the story. So we did. And we got more where that came from. Everyone go watch it. With that being said, it. let's see. Uh, Friendly Neighborhood Sawyer says, hi, Tim and guests. Got any money on the 2020 election? I got 150 on Trump winning, 100 on Trump taking Michigan. Honestly, a bit worried. P.S. Chen is a 10. True, oh. true. Chen dead. Thank you. Any money, on, <laughs> any money on that? Gambling uh, stresses me out. Yeah, I remember even that. when I was a kid, I was too stressed out to play cheat on Neopets. Oh, how funny. <laughs> Neopets. Like, you know, on Neopets? Yeah. yeah. So there was like, there were like games of chance, which were actually like gambling. And one of them was like cheat, where you could like bluff about the cards Cute you had. little gambling for kids. I was too nervous. Couldn't do it, huh? I couldn't do it. How funny. I'm not, what about, I'm not a hard person. <laughs> what about you, Jack? No, I don't, I don't, I don't gamble. Yeah, gamble, no. Too Catholic to gamble. Okay, that makes sense. The Dashing Rogue says, for Tim Pool and Lauren, do you think the Dems will stack the ballots in Trump's name to frame him? Sort of give him 120% of the vote to make it look, Ooh. make him look corrupt. That would be like 5D chess. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. They're not that smart. So. No, because then Trump would just be like, I won. What do you mean? Yeah. It's I won. Over. I super won. So, <laughs> I, so, I, so <laughs> I, I, I promised you, um, um, breaking news earlier. Do you want that's to? Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's actually on? a good tip for news? that. So I'll give you breaking news. This, this hasn't happened yet. It will happen tomorrow morning. Um, the uh, Republican lawyers are planning in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, to file an injunction, an emergency injunction in Commonwealth court tomorrow for specifically talking about ballots um, and essentially the idea of broken ballots, right? This, um, so when we know that there's been so many mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, et cetera, that have been sent in, we've already talked about how some of them will start to be counted tomorrow in the state of Pennsylvania, that inevitably a portion of them will be um, have some kind of flaw, right? Um, a signature will be wrong or uh, it won't be filled out properly or an affidavit won't be signed or maybe it showed up, but the envelope was wrong or it, so you can see the name or whatever, any number of those things. Um, they will be filing an emergency injunction request, request asking for a, tra- a restraining order, basically, that those ballots not be counted on the day of and that they be segregated and then later dealt with. Um, this is something that, you know, obviously will come up in any type of election litigation following the election tomorrow, because um, I think if Pennsylvania does end up being as close as people think it's going to be, that, you know, this, the, those numbers are going to matter. There's little, I mean, there's a 40,000 yeah. 40, vote margin last time. Yep. 40,000 oh, yeah, sure. votes could swing our entire election. Oh, man. Okay. Crazy. That's exciting. Talbot Link says, perfect framing with Rogan in the shot with Jack. Gave me a <laughs> chuckle. Looking forward to the tweet storms tomorrow. We did that on purpose. I was yeah. like, let's try and we make sure we purpose, can get yeah. Joe yeah. looking at Jack. It's kind of funny. <laughs> He's eyeballing He's Jack. He's like looking at you like, you know. 
I that's love from, it. Uh, as most of you know, we have uh, George, uh, George Altapolis, right? George? Correct, yes. G Prime 85 mm-hmm. does all this really amazing art, and I bought these from him because it is the perfect studio decoration. Check out like, the one we had they're Lauren. absolutely wild. Yeah, Joe Biden eating. Um, amazing. Okay, Boomer Girl. <laughs> wonderful he does books too right i think he has yeah yeah we got got a bunch of them i gotta show you the stuff we have downstairs because my favorite one is when joe biden kills 200 million people that's amazing they're wild they're so wild (laughs) i was staring at that the other night hey this dude gets so many plugs on our show because i can't help i look at i look at it i just bust out laughing like we have the one on the ground where joe biden eats the little girl and everyone's cheering it but no no no. this this is important this is important the one on the ground behind Jack is a woman handing a little girl to Joe, who then opens his mouth like a giant monster and like eats a hydra, her. Yeah. But everyone behind him is cheering and giving Yay. thumbs up. And the reason it's important is because when Biden said true and anana shabbat of pressure, people were cheering. Yeah. When he said bad cath care, people started cheering and clapping. It's like, what are you cheering for? I don't what are these words? Bad cath care. Come Trump, on. Joe Biden could be like, you know, I'm going to make up a random word right now and you'll cheer for it. And they'll go, yay. yay! <laughs> that's, that's, that's Biden supporters. Woo-hoo. That's crazy. They kind of remind me of like, almost like, like garbage pail kids. You know, you remember <laughs> yes. that? You remember that, that, yeah. that series when we were younger and just a lot of those sort of, um, art crumb. Uh, my dad was a huge art crumb fan that, you know, oh, that his, creepy comic. yeah, they were creepy, oh, but they're also sort of, like a, a huge satirized, satirized version of life itself. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, uh, they, you know, you're born and then you get this crowd of people comes up and rushes you off to the, the school. And then yep. another crowd rushes you off to, to work. And then another crowd rushes you off to marriage and another crowd rushes you off to the nursing home. Then you get rushed off to the, the graveyard and just dumped it. And then yep. they just fine. And then they go back to the hospital and that's like, the sounds whole. like fun. Yeah. I got a bunch of super chats from people saying they thought bad a calf care was bad health care. Oh, but then why would Biden be saying we believe it's a right to have bad health care? It is not a right. Is that what he said? It's not? I don't know. No, it is. Yeah. I don't know. But we had a lot of super chats. They Um, solved it. Aurelio uh, says, ask Jack what ended up happening with Mark Cuban. I think you mentioned I I think I mentioned, yeah, that he wanted wanted me to somehow provide the actual Mm. hard drive that was provided to the FBI, which is like, that's, you know, know, you're you're asking me to provide something that, that can't be done. Nate Adams says, everyone in your studio has been instrumental in bringing much needed information to the people during this ridiculous year. You helped millions of people. Thank you. P.S. If there is a red wave tomorrow, can we please refer to it as Corn Pop's Revenge? Yes. (laughs) Corn Pop's Revenge. Does anybody even know what Corn Pop looks like? I want to find the man. You know, you know, they actually found an obituary of him. I don't think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was trying to fact check it. And. (laughs) And yeah, I'm so sorry, Lydia. I should have been I should have been a little more sensitive about that. But um but yeah, so so I remember somebody was trying to fact check it and they actually found that there was like you know, and there was a guy who had been arrested, um, and you know, y- years before in that part of Wilmington, and he said he ran with this this group of guys, totally and was he was him. called Corn Pop, and then they found his name, then they found an obituary, oh, man. and uh, yeah, Corn Pop, yeah, I'm sad. Well, you know, we get old and we pass. I mean, the part of that story that got me was like, so I I got a chain and waited in the parking lot for him. Whoa. (laughs) Are you saying, are you telling this story like on purpose, dude? It seems incriminating. So like, I I, I mean, we went to a community pool when I was younger and yeah, I remember people kind of messing around on the, you know, the the diving board or whatever it was, but I don't think anyone needed to go at him with a chain, Joe. (laughs) Different times, man. Yeah. Joe Biden was a bad dude, huh? Called him Esther. 
All right, let's see. Jose Juan Isaac Tevera says, if Kyle, uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty, I'm going to Kenosha and rioting. Oh. I would say don't do that. Nope. Yeah. nope. Rioting doesn't work. This is the, this is the most, like, it, it. look at Trump's polling approval and Black Lives Matter tanking in, in approval rating because of the riots. Why is Trump doing a rally in Kenosha right now? Exactly. Yeah. As the a, rioting a, a city that work. he has no business being in that he would normally get slaughtered in where he's actually doing well. Yep. Yeah. The riots. So that's it's why I'm riots. like... I, I kept saying, that, like, in my videos, leftists, don't do this. Support for Black Lives Matter net approval was 25%. Now it's lower than it was the previous year. Every gain, every supporter they gained, they lost wow. and then some because of the riots. I'll tell you something else, Crazy. too, about Kenosha, which, you know, I, and I can't say this because I haven't given permission to say it publicly or yet, but let's just ask the question. The Kenosha DA has filed, filed charges on, on Kyle Rittenhouse, and that case is already going forward. But the Jacob Blake shooting, they haven't announced yet the results of that investigation. And the Jacob Blake shooting obviously happened before Kyle yep. Rittenhouse. Yep. So why is it city of Kenosha and Kenosha mm -hmm. DA? Are you not announcing the results of that investigation? Could it be that you're worried about something that came out in those results? City of Kenosha and Kenosha DA, why won't you release them before an election? Oh, what an mm -hmm. interesting They'll question. release it after before, you know, they'll wait until all the mail-in ballots are counted and all the ballots are counted and then they'll, you know, yeah. they'll let us know. But, you know, withholding information is, is totally fine for democracy. Withholding information from the voters. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. it seems fine. Not or destroying, you know, public record and smashing your phones with hammers. Totally mm -hmm. fine for democracy. Bleach bit, yep. Totally fine. All right, Benjamin says, hey, Tim, I went to my first Trump rally. Unfortunately, you're probably wrong about the actual amount of people who come to them. It was far more. In my small town, we maxed out the airport and had an additional 10,000 who stood outside and listened. Hickory, North Carolina, shout out. Ooh, wow. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard um, I heard the Hickory, North Carolina. They were talking about, uh, and I think Trump mentioned it at the rally. He said they were telling me the airport was too small. And I, <laughs> and I said, it's an airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you supposed to do? Small. My, yeah, my parents were my no not my not both of them but my mom like she wanted to go to one of the trump rallies that was happening in arizona but uh she couldn't go because of you know my dad and everything but even she wanted to go to and she was she's historically yeah. an apolitical kind of so hippy fun. dippy person but she was like no i i kind of want to go yeah, like, i, yeah, I, I talked i talked tanya into going to the one in lancaster she she did not want to, i mean she's eight months pregnant and she was like oh. i just want to stick around the house and i was yeah, like come please. on come one, on man just 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 do one and so we we all went and uh, the whole family, even the kid, and we actually got our picture taken and uh, it, it were right behind Trump and they ran it in like the Lancaster paper. So I made sure I went out to my followers so and like, cool. who is in Lancaster? Buy me as many papers as possible. It's now they're, they're all in the mail. That's, That's so awesome. awesome. Jennifer Wood says, Gary Johnson's cousin here. I've been told by oh. people that they're voting for Trump this year. Whoa. I wonder if that's Gary Johnson's actual cousin. I wonder if it Steve is. Steve Young says, I voted for Gary Johnson back in 2016, and I'll be voting for Trump out here in California. Same, same, same. Yeah, there you go. Not in California. And Matt H. says, just as Jack described, libertarian here that voted for Johnson in 2016. Mm -hmm. I thought Trump wouldn't know what he was doing. I'm voting Republican down ticket tomorrow. Yep. Trump is the best president of my lifetime. Yep. Wow. Fact check true. Indeed. Mr. Zenmancer says, I'm a student at UW Seattle. I got a text from the student association asking me to vote. I asked them who my friends should vote for, and they told me to vote for Biden, and I asked about third party, and they told me not to waste my vote on Ooh, them. Wow. wow. I know who I'm but voting But it's for. all about democracy, right, folks? Yeah, it's sure. all about democracy. Yep. Uh-huh. Right, let's see what we got here. 
bunch of super chats just popped in. YouTube loves doing that. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Gareth Green says, "Pool Sunbay. What's when's your album and concert tour? <laughs> uh, probably never. Probably never. Probably going to be just working nonstop. Videos. The, maybe maybe once everything is finally done, and you know uh, we know who who's officially won, then I'll take you know half days off or something." But you know what I was thinking of doing is we can get a tour bus and we could actually do all that of my shows super in the bus. fun. We'll go pick up our yeah. guests. Yeah. yeah. We could so just drive fun. two different guests. So I could do my morning show and my night show. Yeah. In a van. That'd be so and like fun. an actual tour bus. That'd be fun. Trip Ives says, Tim and all, can you please share what you know about the Great Reset Ooh. as pushed by the World Economic <sighs> Forum? If not familiar, can you please research and report later? Thanks. Have you guys we heard about did this? did a segment on Yeah, this. I mean, I, I looked it up. So I was, the, the World Economic Forum, like, they claim to be the, this agency advocating for private-public partnerships, but they're, like, full-on advocating, essentially, like, communist intersectionality yeah. and stuff like that. It's, like, one of these really strange NGO, and, I mean, I don't mean to sound like, you know who, but, like, they're globalists. <laughs> they're actually Yeah, globalists. I, I, I just haven't had the bandwidth to dig into it. I've, I've seen they, it. I, yeah. thought, I actually thought it was, um, maybe just from the name, I thought it was, like, a debt relief thing. Mm -mm. They're yeah. basically they're not saying... not talking about, like, resetting debt. It's, it's very vague. They uh, said, now yeah. it's time for planetary stakeholders to take responsibility and use the COVID crisis as an opportunity for... Yeah, none of that. You know, none of that. What, I don't care what the rest of it is. If that's yeah. the opening <laughs> statement, nope, nope. I don't like that. Yeah. Totally against it. No, no it, it even sounds kind of New World Order. It does, doesn't it? Global stakeholders nope 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 and they, they, they they've defined global stakeholder for a long time saying that you know individuals are shareholders in our planet and blah blah they blah. should just come out and say what it's whatever china wants yes it's so, so <laughs> just yeah. like Boom, can we just done. skip to the end of, like cut to the chase like skip it's, it's whatever whatever china wants the new york times just peter baker had had the article today that um, admitting essentially that the WHO acceded to Chinese concessions for the Chinese government when it came to their COVID rollout, that they, they knew that China's COVID response was terrible, that they had covered stuff up and yep. that the WHO went along with it, mm -hmm. smoothed it over because quote, they didn't want, and this is the New York Times I'm quoting from, that they didn't want to cause embarrassment to the government of China. Amazing. Man. Who was keep, just to keep in mind, Locking up doctors Uyghurs. and we, well, not just the Uyghurs, right, right, right. um, that's, I would say literal separate, doctors. but they were locking up the literal doctors who were blowing the whistle on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got news. Wilmington's William L. Cornpop Morris died at 73 in 2016. <gasps> in 2016. Hmm. So close. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin Is Rowe. there a Cornpop Jr.? That's yes. what I want to know. And a Cornpop the third. And a yes. Cornpop the third. <laughs> I want to meet Cornpop. Third. Benjamin the Rogue says, kettle. can we stop calling these people liberals? I'm a liberal. My mom's a liberal. I've got liberal friends. We're all voting Trump because we're not insane leftists. Yes. Yeah. Libs and cons values overlap a lot. We're separated mm -hmm. by temperament. I noticed that Interesting. as well. I, I try true. to be careful about, about my words on that. I, I, I do try to not call liberals leftists and I try to be, right. and if I say the left, I make sure to capitalize that because I do think there's a difference there. There's Definitely. Yeah, there, there, there is a difference there. And I know like I, complain about the you know the far left and things like that so much that it's actually i've actually have even though i'm conservative i have a lot of actual liberals and it's funny like anytime i we sometimes talk about actual conservative issues like how um you know i don't know we'll talk about like the church or something and then some of my audience would go like what how could you say this it's like guys <laughs> like, this is very par for the course for me but it's awesome that we do have those commonalities i yeah. like that yeah yeah colonel 2142 says joe biden has been in political office for 20 percent of the entire existence of the united states <laughs> Think about yep. that. Yikes. Oh, man. Goodness. 
Jules Fisher says, ask your audience to put in the chat if they voted for Biden. No. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, they oh, can. Oh, shanked. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. It's with a K says, as a musician, Trump voter, and beginner YouTuber, I'm completely jealous of that amazing music video. Good job, Tim. Love the sound, genre, and the visuals are great. Thank you. I, pre- cool. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, Gandowin says, Tim, I hope you still use your NJ post office address. Sent you three mm-hmm. books and you really need to read through. Oh, okay. Harbinger, Oracle, and Harbinger 2. Sweet. Even Lauren would be interested in those books. Hope they got to you. Um, not yet, but we will probably get them soon. We get them soon. Let's see. Killer... Skin Canoe says, Tim, love the show. Great guest as always. Biden has confirmed he's going after the AR-15. Does any law-abiding gun owner really think he has our support? What do the guests think about 2A? I think it's an obvious what you guys think about 2A. I'll say this, um, just in terms of electoral tactics, that the the Trump campaign, I don't think, has done a very good job of highlighting that issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That Joe Biden has stuff all over his website talking about uh, banning all online sales of online online sales of guns and accessories and magazines. And I mean, this is some pretty drastic stuff. And yeah, the shooter community definitely knows about this. But I do think that it's something if you actually highlighted how how far he's willing to go on some of these issues that you might. Uh, I don't know. You might turn on some people who wouldn't normally be be involved in politics, but in many places, like again, like Pennsylvania, where the Second Amendment is so culturally entwined with the life in that state, and many, you know, most most of Pennsylvania doesn't look like Philadelphia, right? Right. Yeah. You know that uh, that you might get. I don't know. Might, may have been some money left on the table there. Yeah, and I mean, I grew up outside of the United States. I remember like the first time I shot a gun, it was in college and I was in Utah and I told my American roommate like, yeah, I never shot a gun. And she just looks at me, goes like into her room, pulls out the shotgun. She's like, let's go. And I'm like, whoa, America. America. Um, No, but I mean, learning historically about the reasons why the Second Amendment exists and even looking culturally and politically around the world now, I think it's like one of the most important rights. And I think, you know, they say Second Amendment protects the first. I think that's absolutely true. Yep. Well, uh, and for those, you probably know my opinions. I've been tweeting about it. I, in January, I was like, I don't want any guns in my house. Sorry. No, fun. no excuse. And then COVID happened and I was like, well, I'll think about it. And then the riots happened and I was like, yep. how do I, how do I buy a gun? And then and I bought a bunch. What's interesting is that in Canada, you, you can have a gun with like caveat, caveat, caveat. It's not interesting. Liam and I actually had to take a whole class just to get our permits, but you cannot use guns for self-defense. What? Yeah, you you actually don't have a right to self defense in Canada, and you certainly cannot use a gun for self defense. I mean, there are there are a lot of states where that's the case. Yeah, and yeah. if you yes. if you go to your like gun license and say they ask you like why do you want a gun when you're filling out the application, if you say for self defense, they will not they give you your license. What do you say, hunting? Yeah, hunting, uh, collecting, marksmanship. Yeah, Liam hunts. Collecting. Yeah. scalps. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. I don't think people have have really given credence to or really just understood how much those riots changed people on this question. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I've had I've had people like buddies of mine from back home that they're like as as left as you can go. Right. But, you know, we're friends from growing up and we still talk and everything. It's not like I'm not one of those people who like, you know, judges people by their politics. We disagree. All right. Talk about something. You know, talk about Game of Thrones. Um, And 
And even he was like, dude, how do I get an IR-15? Like, I, I feel like I need one. Like, I have a daughter. Well, I don't know what's I mean, going on. it's the combination of, like, not only riots, but also all of these, like, liberal mayors have, or leftist mayors have been telling cops to stand down. So I think that combination, it makes yeah, people scared. Deadly combination. Not only are there rioters, but you also can't depend on law enforcement Or they might criticize you. the police, but they're, you know, when something goes wrong, you want to call 911. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. So, so then what happens if you call 911 and they don't come? And was, I mean, that, and that was probably the most devastating ad that Trump made. Yeah. yeah. This year, so this, sure. that, that you call 911, you get put, I'm sorry. No, you know, the, no that happened. No one can happen. There was right the woman now. in her car and she's like, ma'am, we can't do anything. Or there was a, there was this journalist in New York who said that a fight broke out outside his building near his door and they're trying to break in or something. And the, the NYPD, you know, the, the 911 operator said, sir, the city is under attack. What, what would, would you have you us have do? What would you have me do? Yeah. yeah yep. And he was like, Jesus, what do I do? It's like, well, you can't have a gun. Sorry. I got, yeah. I've got a buddy who's who's NYPD. And, and some of those nights when he's out there on patrol, he texts me stuff. And it's at at some point of the of the lockdowns. And like and it, this was and this wasn't protest violence, by the way. This was like. This was like people going out settling scores kind of stuff. Yeah, like and purge. Like, you know, this is a family that wronged me or this is a guy who owes me money. And you and you you see and then when you see the bodies and he would send me pictures uh, and it's it's clearly meant to send a signal, right? Send a signal to that community. And believe me, they're sending signals to those communities. Yeah. So even and the paper might, you know, the newspaper might just say, uh, you know, two people were shot, you know, whatever. But the, when you see the photo, you realize this is this is very different than what we're and used I, to seeing. I think a lot of the the political differences that exist really stems from urban versus rural, because I think that there are a lot of urban people out there who just can't imagine being further than like five minutes from a police station. Right. But yep. for a lot of rural or even suburban voters, like yeah. what, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah. So it's like you don't have the luxury we don't have of a just, police station right yeah, just dialing and, you know, having someone to help right away. A lot of times, like you're literally all there is. Someone brings up a good point. Dave says, Tim, I think too many Republicans have waited till tomorrow and the voting polls won't be able to take them all. Yep. Yeah, I know they did. Oh, Lines are going to be massive. Um, in in Pennsylvania, the way of uh, you know, I'll because that's the election law I know off the top of my head uh, very well. It the way it goes is if you are in line by eight p.m., that you are guaranteed the right to vote in person. Oh, okay. Wow! Good. So even if you have to stay longer, and it's like, look, guys, if you're standing out for a rally, you know, you can stand out for for a vote. Oh, definitely, and they so will too. Usually, and they will yeah, with broken will. glass. And oh yeah. yeah, and so the way it works is that the judge of elections, or you know, like a deputy judge of elections, what they'll do is they'll physically go out and stand at the back of the line when 8 p.m. comes, so that oh, okay. when somebody else would show. would show up behind them and say, Hey, look, this, this is a thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, this is coming up now. If you read the Alito decision last week, uh, in Pennsylvania, this is a big issue when it comes to these mail-in ballots, because there has to be a deadline for when they are mailed by. And it's, it's that same principle. It's that same principle that the polls are not open forever. It's not like mm -hmm. we can't keep recounting the votes until right. Trump loses, right? So <laughs> there has to be, and so that was a 4-4 decision, so they let, the, they let the lower court ruling stand, but in Alito's opinion, he sort of left the door open for, hey, you know, once the election starts, if you file this again, you'll have more standing because you can actually prove injury, and then and what else happened between then and now, of course, we now have a new Supreme Court justice um, who's on the bench, so you're not going to see a 4-4, uh, which I think she was actually on the bench, but because she hadn't been there for the argument, she did Rule right. on that one. Um, this is going to be, I mean, such an issue coming forward as to, you know, when is the last moment 
that you accept ballots in these states. And it's got to be what the law says. And you can't, yep. the Democrats are trying to change what their own law says. Yeah. In terms of that deadline. All right. So we got, uh, we'll do one last very important super chat. Okay. Dean says, Hey, Tim, can you tell us again what Biden will do? I need to understand that one word, please. Biden said he's going to mobilize Truin Inanna Shaba de Prisure. That's right. So I listened to that hundreds of times. Truin Inanna Shaba de Prisure. I have no idea what he was saying. No idea. When I but, first uh, saw that, it was on a tweet and it was written, and I thought, is this like a new covid treatment and then i i think oh no <laughs> oh, it's no, not there's no, no l in there yeah. it does sound like like one of those like you know like, like a drug for dementia. before they are get are you feeling symptoms of covid try turn it on a shop of pressure mobilized you, by joe biden are you feeling yes. inadequate are you feeling like less than half the man you used to be oh, gosh. <laughs> just bring your batacath care card and you can get your first sample of turn it on a shop of pressure free dose of true and on a shot of pressure that's true in Inanna Shaba de Prejure. I'd like right. to, uh, you know, how would I, I'd love to do like the, like the NPR bit of that. You know, I think that when Biden spoke Softer. from his heart about true Inanna Shaba de Prejure, it really just, it spoke to me. On a Batacath Care. Let's face it though, a Biden State of the Union would be oh, oh she said it right. she said it she right. went there that's oh my true, goodness that's so why funny. i'm saying look if 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 joe biden wins look we, Just i'm gonna laugh the memes yeah. i know yeah, it's gonna man. be great memes are gonna write themselves yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna be, be wonderful great. anyway uh guys thanks so much for hanging out we have a big election party tomorrow yes, we do and we're just gonna have the stream rolling so it's not going to be like our normal uh, podcast. We're going to start streaming at some point in the evening and just leave it. I will be, we're going to be doing something. Uh, so <laughs> many of you may have seen when the leftists are like, Tim, why don't you Skype with people? We have no capability for Skype because yeah. in case um, maybe people haven't realized, Lauren is sitting across from Jack and I'm sitting across from the camera. There's no screens. Mm-hmm. I can sort of look to my right <laughs> and see a screen and we don't have anything set up for Skype. So what I'm going to do is we're going to take a laptop and we're going to Skype with the laptop in the chair on it very good yes Skype and dirty and that'll be that'll be across Skype and dirty I don't even know if we can do it to be completely honest I'm not sure we're gonna try yeah we're gonna see what we can do but uh, uh, tomorrow will be will be really fun may I say I'm very excited I'm gonna be like kind of an MC I'm gonna be reading some of the super chats I'm gonna be keeping people in order in the studio so that Tim can go and have fun I'll be sipping a beer if you'd like to see me drink a beer I will not be drinking to excess but I will be having a little bit of fun and a little bit of combos I'll be having a bunch of combos because we have like eight million pounds. Yeah, I accidentally ordered like three hundred bags of it's you know, true. You know, combos, little crackers. Yeah, the, the cra- yeah, the, they're yeah. super good. I thought right? I was I thought I was ordering ten bags and I ordered ten cases. <laughs> I was ordering a bunch one, of things. How long so when so when the revolution right? comes, you'll be ready. Yes, oh, you will be. and dehydrated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> they're good. They're good. They're good. The they're seven good. layer burrito one. I I didn't even know this thing was real. It tastes really great. Yeah, I gotta try that. How do they fit seven layers into one little? It's just it's just brown goo. Yeah, but it tastes like a burrito. Called seven layers. Yeah, it's yeah. like do you know thousand year eggs? Yeah, oh, yeah. those are gross. Yeah, though. it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, in, in China they have this thing called thousand year eggs. Is that where like, they vinegar or whatever? Or yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the the bird is in it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, do you, what do you mean? Gross, well, they can make dude. it without, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was like, right are these really a thousand years in one egg? Well, do you guys want to mention uh, your social media before yeah, we shout move out your socials? Out? Oh, yeah. So, uh, at the Lauren Chen on Twitter and Instagram and Lauren Chen on YouTube. You could also subscribe to our podcast, Pseudo Intellectual, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Yes, I think that's all of them. 
Yeah. Okay, so Jack Posobiec on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, J-C-K-P-O-S-O-B-I-E-C. You can always catch me on the One American News Network. Also check out brand new AntifaMovie.com. And if you are a Trump supporter and you want to get a really cool woodworking uh, project that's out there, check out Trump Cuts on, oh, on cool. Instagram. It's, it's like a, cool. a silhouette of Trump with a different designs on him. AntifaMovie.com. AntifaMovie.com. Interesting. I'll check it out. I got it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out. Uh, of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. You can. You can, of course. L-Y-D-S. L-Y-D-S. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure on this channel, go and check out the new video I just put up. It's Will of the People, original song and music video. So it is about all of the politics and everything going on right now. And um, it's a story. I hope you enjoy it's it. It's really well done. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. You can check out my other YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCastNews because I have too many. Mm-hmm. But we're also, we also do this show and I have two podcasts, the Tim Pool Daily Show and TimCast IRL on iTunes, Google, Spotify, all of those platforms. We are going to be back at some point tomorrow. Yes. We're just going to be hanging out. There's going to be a ton of people here. It's going to get weird because you're going to be like, wait, those two people are talking? This It'll is be a great. crazy show, but it's going to be fantastic. Friends. And I got like a ski ball machine downstairs and we're going to have fun. And people are going to drink. So uh, anyway, we'll see, how, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. And hopefully the chaos doesn't start. Hopefully there's no chaos, but I'm pretty yeah. sure the riots are going to start at some point. So um, oh, we'll there will it. be. Oh, yeah. yeah the whole country is boarding I'm, up. I'm yeah. hoping it's... And when, I hope it's just legal chaos. I hope it's just <laughs> legal, legal chaos. chaos. No, well, I want enough like protesting so that it's interesting, and, but and, then no one gets hurt. Like yeah. like John Grisham level chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm hoping for. I like that, yeah. yeah John well, Grisham level chaos. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we will see you all tomorrow. Bye, guys.